0: Welcome to Guaranteed Audio, episode 11. It's the first one we've done since our 10th episode spectacular
1: featuring dinosaurs. Yes, we're going back to audio for this one, so sorry there's no visual that you're missing out on, Uh, you'll just have to use your imagination, picture our pretty faces. I am Kevin James, joined by my esteemed colleagues,
2: Ryan
0: Murphy,
1: Neil Ciceriga,
3: and Julie Becker. Hello, Julie. Hello.
1: Uh, Some of you may know Julie from uh, our videos we've made over the years. I think, uh, how long have we been friends, Julie?
3: I would say since 2006.
1: Yeah, that sounds kind of about right. Um, Probably the most popular video we've done together. You can't even see your face in it. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, you are... Uh, actually, we we do that to you a lot. You're in a you're in Computer Fighters as the uh, the Quackers, mm-hmm. so your face is covered in that. Can't uh, see my face. Uh, no, Julie uh, Becker
2: portrays all of the Quackers.
1: Uh, yeah, but you are the 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 main character in Kevin's movie uh, The Creed. Yep, uh, mm-hmm. which is great. You and do see my face there. You do. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. for do twenty some, minutes. Some emotion in that movie, <laughs> and um, uh, I don't know. What's your favorite project you've worked on with us?
3: Hmm, what do I really like? Hmm.
0: I mean, God, going going back over ten years. Have to
3: think about it. <laughs> I don't like any of them. No. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, I have to remember. There's a lot of things that were that were very silly or stupid that I've also like before. You know, you had decent cameras and things. <laughs> we did all these little videos like in neil's house where yeah i oh there was one where i, I the one uh I, where i wore a will smith mask you know it's yeah. like uh those are really fun like these little these little ideas that we had and you know we shot it in you know an hour or less probably oh, those are the and, days and, yeah
2: <laughs> julie i have fond memories from filming uh over uh jason to um newbury street uh where you and Neil's sister, Emmy, and Neil's now wife, Ming, uh, were there with me mm-hmm. while I was a homeless man yes, the called magic The Magic of... Wish. No. The Magic of Generosity. No. Magic
3: of gen- oh, good Lord. The Magic yeah. of Generosity. <laughs> that was a really good one. I think that's my mom's favorite. Is it oh, really? Yeah. That's, a yeah. rock,
2: that's
1: really solid. That, that, that's like so airtight performance-wise. <laughs> that's like one of the few films that my mom co-wrote. <laughs> I wasn't there, but I think, uh, yeah, she, like, emmy came to me with that script and uh and my mom's credit was on it so i guess she helped out
3: yeah my mom always um posts on her facebook like a, a screenshot of my face from that oh yeah <laughs> movie saying this is my beautiful daughter and it's me you know making some weird as crimson as the yeah as yeah. crimson yeah. as rubies or whatever i say
0: it's always funny which films your loved ones own or disown yeah my my family hates when i die in anything we've made Mm because there have been movies we've made where occasionally the deaths look very realistic and it bothers my family (laughs) um julie i mean I i think the first thing i can recall you doing with us was it uh no place like home or was there something before that
3: yeah the first thing that i did with all three of you guys i think was no place like home where again i was wearing a mask yeah <laughs> well, yeah we
2: put you're like tom hardy we just keep putting you in these masks yeah, yeah. I, it, you
3: know it was a character role i played some sort of flying monkey yes. gremlin um you know i'm i'm kind of typecast <laughs> as I, that kind you of you were creature. driving over
1: from connecticut at that point right
3: um or were you living here i might it might have been when I was in college, where oh, right. I moved to Boston. Yeah, I, I Still, went to Northeastern. Yeah,
1: you were like taking time out of your day to like just be in this mask.
3: Yeah,
2: in That shoot is the old Civil War fort up in Hull, oh, which right. is not easy to get to from mm-hmm.
0: anywhere. I, I always joke this, and I want to sound like a kiss-ass here. Uh, I've said this in confidence to Ryan and Neil before when we're writing ideas. I go, why is it that whenever we use Julie, who's the best actor we know. We give her <laughs> the least amount of range possible. It's like, okay, Julie, put on this duck bill mask, these goggles, this yeah. suit that covers everything. <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> now you're going to turn
1: into
3: pants. <laughs> well, it's like, what's the, you know, what's the, the guy who plays Pan's Labyrinth, you know, what's his name? Oh, Doug, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah. Doug Jones. I'm the Doug Jones of your films. And we appreciate yes, that. I think that's fair. And I, I like that. He's I really like Doug Jones, so, you know.
0: Doug Jones kissed me once. I'm dead serious. Mm. I have photographic evidence of this. I'll, I'll post it on the Patreon link for this episode. Okay, cool. Uh, in character? No. <laughs> he, he, we were at a convention. I was raising money for Make-A-Wish, and he came over. I was with a Ghostbusters troop in full costume, and he walked over and asked what we were doing, and we explained, and he wanted a picture with us. And then he was he's like 6'7". He's huge. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> he towers over me, even when I'm in like my jack boots in my ghostbusters costume and he just like gave me a big kiss on my forehead like like he was my father it was like with ease there's like a picture of it it's really funny looking so julie your line of work is it safe to say that you were a real actor
3: yes well i mean (laughs) uh maybe i'm not a no (laughs) what is real you know um I am an actor. I'm trained as an actor, but I do like weird experimental theater. So, uh, you know, some people might not even say it's like normal acting, but I do physical theater. I do devised theater and other performance and uh, like experimental dance and things like that. So that's that's my main thing. Sure. Mm hmm.
1: Now, it so sounds like the kind of thing you'd have to see to understand, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then and if you saw it, like depending on what it is, you still, I don't know if it's understandable a lot of the time, but, but, you know, yes.
0: <laughs> so you operate out of New York City these days?
3: Yeah. I moved there in last, uh, last December. Mm-hmm.
0: Prior to that, we'd like hit you up like every like three months with like 24 hours notice like, hey, we're making a movie tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to come by and yeah. get turned into pants? Do you want to come yeah. by? Yeah, and, and I say,
3: you need to. Tell me when, like far in advance. At least three days, <laughs> I can prepare. So, can, so yeah. yeah, so I can really get into character. Uh, no, you're, no, because I you're work. quacking in the mirror. Like, <laughs> do you
4: try
2: to get your facial expressions
4: right? Because <laughs> I have a job.
0: For those of you just joining Guaranteed Audio, you can find every episode of the show over at GuaranteedAudio.com. Uh, over there, you can find the iTunes and RSS link, and all the YouTube videos are linked there, the Google playlisting, the whole show.
2: Podcasts are fun, they're serialized. We've up to our 11th episode. You can find everything else we've done. And we are still quite thankful and genuinely surprised that no one else had ever taken. Guaranteedaudio.com.
1: We got a trademark there. No one else yeah. has the balls to guarantee <laughs>
0: yeah. audio. If you look up Guaranteed Video on Google, we come up first, but then like the subsequent listings are all like stock footage websites or like <laughs> marketing companies, like Guaranteed Video Clicks
1: and things like <laughs> yeah. that.
0: Moving on to Media Current. Media Current is the segment we do every episode where we talk about any art or entertainment we've consumed lately media if you will
1: media that uh, we are currently enjoying yeah uh neil, that's you the st-
0: joke yeah uh neil you start what have you uh consumed lately
1: uh i watched all the episodes that exist so far of a youtube kind of a retrospective uh, analysis and it's called uh nicknacks n-i-c-k-k-n-a-c-k-s on a channel called pop arena and it's a really interesting piece on, surprise, surprise, Nickelodeon. Oh. But uh, the way they're doing it, this guy, uh, th- the way this guy's doing it is he's covering every show that has ever been part of Nickelodeon's programming, starting from the beginning. So he's starting in like 1979 oh, wow. and before. The yeah.
0: Canadian TV they got brought over? That kind of
1: yeah, he's, t- he's covering the Canadian imports. But this is even before they started... Doing it like when they uh, started in Ohio as part of this like experimental interactive TV package. Okay. And then they uh, interesting. Yeah, and then they were owned by Warner Brothers, and so it's actually kind of a it's it's actually a really interesting look at a uh, at an early cable network, um, uh, just finding its feet and operating cheaply, and uh, and um, and the challenging thing about it. Is It's a very well-researched program, but a lot of these shows uh, that were early, uh, really early examples of Nickelodeon programming don't exist anymore. There's no information about them. They weren't recorded on beta tape or anything. Yeah. There's just very the little time. information on like promotional packets and stuff like that. So this guy is doing his absolute best to make a full, like, 20 to 30-minute episode out of nothing. Oral history, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Has he gone looking for people? Like, it, people uh, yeah, who have credits on the production? To an productions? Extent, um, he's, you know, you know, there's books that he cites and stuff. But I don't know. It's just like a, it's an interesting experiment. Um, and it really makes me appreciate how much of the stuff, the Nickelodeon era that I grew up with, There is a ton of information and background info and the creators. Uh, One interesting thing I learned was uh, the creator of Doug, Jim Jenkins, uh, started um, on Pinwheel, which was like their flagship show back in the late 70s. Um, He was doing graphics and uh, probably helping with puppets and stuff back then. (laughs) So I I guess he's been in the Nickelodeon family for longer than we knew. What's the series called again? Uh, Nick What I dig about the show from what you're telling me is that, you know, there are
0: countless shows on YouTube that are essentially regurgitating wikipedia articles like looking at research someone else has done or a sea of other people have done and just reading it into a microphone then taking footage from these shows and still images and like yeah that's a history lesson that's a documentary that's a retrospective no you're just you're doing something a bot
1: could do this guy's doing research yeah he's actually you know like digging up books and old newspaper clippings and uh like buying stuff off of ebay and stuff like that so um yeah it's like it's pretty well researched for um it's it's better research than a show about Nickelodeon needs to be, and there's already twenty seven episodes, and it's, I think it's up to nineteen eighty one. That's excellent. Yeah. Wow. Cool. <laughs> that's like that's how many, that's how much ground it's had to cover, and we're not even like in the golden era of Nickelodeon yet. Sure.
2: Are there any like awkward snafus, something that maybe Nickelodeon wouldn't be, let's say, proud of?
1: Uh, no, but there was a one. He had to issue one correction. Something he mentioned in passing, and he was planning on doing an episode and it turned out to be a uh, myth uh, that people repeated, which was uh, that BET originated as a programming block on Nickelodeon after Nickelodeon's programming would stop at night. Um, People thought that BET started on Nickelodeon for some reason. It was mentioned on Wikipedia, and all these news articles were repeating this fact, and it wasn't the case. Uh, It was started as a two-hour block or something on some other early cable network, and uh, so this guy basically put out an episode Uh, debunking that myth and figuring out where it originated from and how it spread through the internet.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. He's doing the legwork. Yeah, exactly. New content. It's awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: Ryan, what about you? Uh, Well, I I recently rewatched the last four episodes of the last season of BoJack Horseman. Which I'll move past just to familiarize, to refamiliarize myself before the new season comes out. Great show, I love it. Everyone on it's great. Will Arnett's great. Uh, Aaron Paul's great. I have been watching the show for years, and I just, I just figured out that Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything is the side character. I'm a Ryan Seacrest type. <laughs> he's the annoying host who is just, and that's such a great thing. I'm Orion Seacrest type. That's the name of the character. He's meaningless. But he just comes over, he just delivers his lines. He's funny. And I thought to my, I bring that up because it's the first new thing I've learned about a show that I've watched for years. It's great. I recommend it. But I won't say anything to spoil it for y'all who want to catch up on it. Uh, that even the characters who are just little extra bits just to get things moving, the secondary, tertiary characters are all great. Yeah. Everyone's pulling their weight.
0: Now, is is the kind of show where they have like a core voice cast of like maybe five people that yes. do okay, and they do a ton of voices each, like The Simpsons. Like, there's like five voice actors who do no, pretty much everybody. Every
2: voice actor does only their character. Okay, uh, okay. Although, so shy of yeah. Uh, Will Arnett does BoJack and his father in flashbacks, Oh, sure, which sure. is just a gruffer
0: BoJack. That's very good. Will but, Arnett's voice probably isn't as malleable as, say, like Hank Azaria.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, it would, it would pull me out of the experience kind of like uh, in the place... Where, none of you can see this, but in the setting we're in, there's some wonderful Lord of the Rings artwork. And I love Lord of the Rings. I love the books. I enjoy the movies. But it does... There should be a word for that. It takes me out of the experience... When John Reese Davies, not John Reese Myers, is Gimli and the voice of Treebeard. Couldn't they just get another guy? I mean, it's really distracting. It works for when Homer talks to Krusty. Yes, it works when Homer. But what I was going to talk about, because I don't want to say too much about Bojack, other than I love it, I recommend it, and y'all should watch it. Um, I recently re bought, I spent money. I went on iTunes and bought the Scissor Sisters' second album, Ta Da. And I did this because I was listening to the lead singer Jake Shears, which is great that that's his name, like scissors.
4: Oh, Shears!
2: Oh. Shears it's like the guy whose name is Wade is on the show with uh, River Monsters where he catches fish which best cryptid show in the world he shows up with his delightful accent uh, people say there's an eight foot catfish and then he catches it yeah. <laughs> he shows like look at how big its fucking teeth are it's, it's terrifying yeah. see y'all next week when I catch a big eel or you know or a squid
1: whatever <laughs> So the guy was next on- week we found a body
2: <laughs> Jake Shears was on NPR promoting his first uh, solo album uh I actually found out through this article, although I consider myself a fan of the Scissor Sisters, uh, who, for those of you at home, if you haven't heard them, Google that shit. You're going to have a great time. Uh, Speaking of 2006, yeah. Uh, but I, I, although I consider myself a fan, I found out in this uh, in this NPR interview that they broke up in 2012. <laughs> I didn't know that. So their album from 2006, delightfully entitled "Tada," has the single... I don't feel like dancing with a Mm. delightful, great music video. Yeah. Google that stuff. If you have not heard this before, uh, do that. Uh, there's a lot of fun songs. The whole, the the album is fun. There's some mellow moments. There's some danceable moments. It's just a silly, goofy tongue in cheek, bombastic Provincetown parade. It's, it's all over the place. It's from 2006. Um, And uh, yeah, I had not listened or re-listened to the Scissor Sisters in the longest time. And uh, listening to him, again, Jake Shears speak, I went, all right, yeah, I'm so glad I redid this. Money well spent.
0: I thought you were talking about the Pointer Sisters for some reason (laughs) when you mentioned it. I always do that with the Sister Sisters. I'm like, oh, cool. The Pointer Sisters are kind of up my alley. That's my kind of music. One, two, three, four,
1: five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. ten, ten. (laughs) Was that them, I think? Yeah. It was some sisters group on on Sesame Street. Never mind. Irrelevant. (laughs) Um, How about Julie?
3: Let's see. Well, I haven't. I, the last movie that I saw in the theater was Solo, so I don't want to talk about that. Understood. Um, I don't. I don't really care for you know Star Wars in general. Preach. But um, the cafe at the end of my block had a '90s witch night, and I went because I really wanted to see just you know see all these witch movies. I would. I want to see. I went to see um, the Worst Witch, and hocus pocus mm-hmm. i missed the craft um oh. i showed up late but um basically at the cafe i watched hocus pocus recently and then i actually had missed uh the worst witch so later my roommate and i watched the worst witch later at, uh, at home mm-hmm. and um it's only like 45 it's, it's pretty it's short like, right? it's like an hour yeah, yeah. it's a tv yeah. movie yeah. and um you know it's sort of it's sort of a harry potter movie uh, without a real villain, the villain in *The Worst Witch* is a very bitter, uh, middle-aged woman who, <laughs> basically, she is in the woods. Um, you know, with her other, with her friends, they get drunk and run in circles around this campfire, and they just want to destroy the school because she's just jealous of her sister, who is the the headmistress, mm-hmm. and. Um, and you know like at the end basically the headmistress says don't do that and (laughs) and then the you know the the evil twin of the headmistress she kind of gets her friends and they literally just hitchhike at the end of the movie is them is them just they just leave that's it so there's no there's no real threat of any kind in that movie but it you, you know it used to be my favorite movie as a kid I think it's funny
0: I think it's funny that you missed the craft because Feruza Balk is also in in the craft yeah she's a witch in Mm -hmm. both of those movies and uh, is she a witch in the worst witch
3: she's the worst one okay she's She's
4: the worst (laughs) witch
0: I I really like her Um, my sister and I about two three years ago went and saw a midnight screening of the craft on film at the Brattle Theater and we showed up my sister and I are you know we were approaching 30 when we go and everyone else (laughs) in the theater is like a college kid who apparently was seeing the craft to laugh at it. And my sister and I weren't aware of this. And it got to like some of the serious moments of the craft and kids were laughing at it. And my sister was like, Kevin, why, why are they laughing? What's funny about this? I'm like, I don't know. This isn't funny. They're in serious trouble with yeah. this black magic. Yeah. They're screwed. Like
3: yeah.
0: I love, I have a such, I have such a soft spot for the craft.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you, so for like a generation earlier than us, it's like clueless. It, like it it's is. in cheek funny to them.
0: I think if you weren't there, it's pretty goofy. Like
2: they're,
1: they're I suspect. had never seen it growing up and I watched it a few uh, first time a few years ago and I did find it kind of tonally weird, I guess. But the worst witch mm-hmm.
0: I've actually never seen. Oh, it, my and, gosh! And mm-hmm. I really should watch because you guys all reference it constantly. Yes. Here's the
1: thing. I uh, I had never seen it all the way through until like last year. <laughs> And so I did watch it, and I don't really remember a lot from it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the like the crown jewel of the movie is right in the middle when Tim Curry shows up, Bingo. and this was a big early YouTube. You gotta watch this old crazy thing that used to air on TV kind of clip. Yeah. Um, the song entitled "Anything, Anything Can, Can, Can Happen, Happen on, on Halloween. Halloween." And
3: the the video that we mentioned no place like home. Yes. The yep. scene that I was in was basically that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we were just kinda imitating that. Yeah. It was sure. the
2: biggest influence for the Wicked Witch scene. Absolutely. Yeah. We, when we made but it But I but oh.
1: I remember uh catching the movie catching that scene from the movie on TV when I was a kid, which is the perfect thing to just tune into and then turn it off. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yes. it's like the rest of the movie is not like this, but it's just so funny and memorable. It's
2: all video effects. It's too. all
1: yeah, it's like early eighties yeah, uh, and
2: Tim Curry can carry it. He's having a lot of fun with. He this. always mm-hmm. gives it his all. He doesn't know how to phone it in, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is almost a weakness. Yeah, <laughs> smashing.
0: So Kevin, media current. I'll do a video game because I recently just saw a bunch of bad movies like The Meg and Slenderman. So I'll talk about a video game. Okay. Um, I recently picked up No Man's Sky. Uh, no Man's Sky. If you haven't heard about it, came out in 2016. And its whole hook is that it's procedurally generated, which means, okay, so you're in space. Have you heard of this game at all, Julie? No, so I no, don't play video games. <laughs> so, so No Man's Sky. <laughs> I don't believe in space. You don't play yet. So oh. the, no Man's Sky is you know. So basically, you're in space. Mm-hmm. You just when you first load up the game, you're just dropped on a planet. And the thing is, every planet in the game is unique. There's like something like ten quintillion permutations of planets in this game because. The game will just say, okay, like your player number four million and two. So that means your first planet is this. And every planet has different vegetation, animals, elements. This planet could be bigger or smaller or have like a moon or whatever. Has it could have water. It, you could dig down. And the the idea is that it's 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 completely exploration-based. So there's not really the carrot on the end of the stick, the reason you play the game is basically just to you know, build a spaceship to get off the planet at the beginning. And Then once you get into space, you realize there are like infinite possibilities out here. I can go to any of these planets. So it really is just the inner adventurer in you that has to motivate you to play more of the game. It's first person, right? First or third. Okay, um, cool. So the, the reason I never really paid attention to this game because when it came out, there was a big media storm
2: about how they over-promised and under-delivered the game. We have seen that before. Was it, well, I want to think of the... Was it called Spore? Yeah, uh, that I yeah, have I've Spore, played Spore. Spore that had the endorsement from Brian Eno among that Yeah, No Man's Sky is often compared to Spore. Mm-hmm. Okay, they put out this update recently.
0: It's basically the sequel to that game, mm-hmm. but instead of having to buy a new sixty dollars box product, they just patched it in as like a make good for anyone that bought the game two years ago. And I found the game for ten dollars at Walmart. <laughs> yep, so I went and bought it. Cool. Uh it's, and they they, they they added a bunch of things, they fixed a bunch of thing uh, of things, but uh, the main thing they added for me was cooperative play with your friends. So I've been playing online late at night with friends, I've done it like three or four times now, I, I've stayed up to like five in the morning on multiple occasions now, just Talking to old college friends I haven't seen in years, walking around these like abandoned planets, like discovering new life and like building forts. It's like Minecraft. You can build. Yeah, I'm stuff. gonna get this game. This game sounds like a lot of fun. It's a huge time sink, but it's it is fun. It's very calm. It's a good podcast game. It's kind of a counterculture game because most games nowadays are all about like numbers going up and uh, just feeling like you're amassing some sort of digital wealth. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I have more experience points or. Oh, I have more Pokemon now. Or I, it, collecting. Yeah. No Man's Sky. There, there is an element of that. Like you can pursue that. You can like, oh, I've like categorized every living thing on this planet. Yeah, you right? do have
1: to work towards you if you want
0: to. Yeah, but it's not imperative. My friend Justin and I just explore planets. Like, oh, there's a cool like cave down here, and they are this. They're huge. They're giant land masses, and it's impressive that it's all done algorithmically. No one like sat down and designed each of these planets. It's just. That's that's the game basically is that technology. That's uh, cool. It's I was pre-
1: thinking um it'd be cool if it worked if, if it worked the way that um a Monster Rancher game worked where you have to like put a different CD in have you and heard it is- like generates the planet from I've the CD. I've
3: heard of this but I don't really know what it is. So there's a game in the late 90s called
0: Monster Rancher on the original PlayStation. It's kind of a Pokemon sort of game. Yeah. And like it would randomly make monsters up for you to catch and collect or what have you but if you wanted to, you could open up your PlayStation and put a music CD in, and it would read the hmm. music CD and make a monster based off the the songs. Whoa. So like, there is
1: like a. Uh, it was more well, like it just used like the unique like signature of the CD. Sure, I guess, sure, sure. And it generated a monster that whenever you put that CD in, it would always get that monster.
2: Does it right? save it to your memory card? Yes. Like how?
0: Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you like put it, so if anyone put Livin' La Vida Loca into their PlayStation, <laughs> they would get the same monster. Yeah. That's the name of the album oh. too, right? Not just the single. I, um, I was going to say, who do you,
2: <laughs> do you the blowfish? But I, that's, yeah. that's much more fun. Something comically dated, that's actually a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they should bring that
1: back. I think it would for be no great Man's for Sky. a specific planet so you can yeah. tell your friends like, hey, you got that that old copy of living La Vida Loca. <laughs> Throw it in there. It's a what, cool planet. One thing I love about the game is that
0: um, the aesthetics of every planet are different. Um, so it's not just like green grass
1: or, uh, you know, blue water. Oh, wow. Look at all those beautiful colors. it's, it's, Folks it's at it's, home. It's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. I just, yeah. just imagine some Sorry.
2: delightful planet. Like, there's a lot of James Taylor here. Like, is this like a baby boomer planet? Like, yeah, my dad was over for a couple
4: of days.
0: <laughs> they, that, they said um, early on that it was almost mathematically impossible. To find someone else's planet, but now mm-hmm. that they have that co-op mode, I can just jump on. and Be like, oh, my friend Mike is playing. I'll just go there and like I'll just pop onto his planet, even if he's not playing. And I could like take out my tools, like my shovel and my laser gun and stuff, and like write like Eat at Joe's on a mountain, mm-hmm. and they could find it. Like it's it's very it's a very post Minecraft game. That sounds fantastic. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking about the topic of the show, Slenderman.
2: It'll be real great.
0: I'll let that in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> It'll be real great.
1: Julie, Ryan, Neil, what is Slender Man? Are we all supposed to talk at the same time? Is that <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you <laughs> a no, th- no, 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 um, Slenderman <laughs> Slender Man is uh you probably know what Slender Man is. It's been around for ten years now, right?
3: Something like that. Something like Might that. Might
2: be maybe longer. Maybe. He's a cryptid. Ty- yeah. He's a, a, an original creation of folklore. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like we were discussing, that he was on. He he started off. The earliest incarnations were on the something awful. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of
1: a Photoshop. Someone I think, either actually found a camera in the woods and they started adding the photos there, or maybe it was a pretense for putting this creepy figure. I forget what the context was, but it it quickly became a, uh, hey, everyone try to one up each other with uh, creepy old photos and putting the character in the background.
0: June 10th nine he's the earliest known something awful post about
1: okay yeah oh,
2: not bad mm-hmm.
1: um and then uh a little later it was the marble hornets youtube series right
2: marble hornets is the first youtube series where yeah it, by the way i rewatched some marble hornets last night and they start off really fun mm-hmm. like the rabbit and bambi thumper <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say <laughs> they start off really fun so yeah he slender a a creepypasta He's yeah. He's a collaborative creation of a whole bunch of people. He's a very very simple character design. So even little kids who are maybe like just fumbling around with Photoshop, it's it's not that hard to put him in the background, smudge him up a little, and have a, have some fun with this thing. I think the
0: genesis and sort of the activity that created Slenderman or has perpetuated Slenderman is much more interesting than the story of Slenderman. Right. Because mm-hmm. Slenderman. Yeah. What Julie? Like, what do you? What's like. What's like the boogeyman tale of Slenderman? What does Slenderman Um, do?
3: You know, it's pretty typical. From what I understand, it it could be a a number of different things, right? Um, One is that he lures children in playgrounds or, you know, you see pictures of him or photoshopped into the background of a of a playground or school
4: mm-hmm.
3: um so like he hangs around children which is you know <laughs> naturally creepy and then sometimes then, he's holding
2: hands with children leading them off the woods the playground yeah he's lured. never positioned with adults
3: Right, and then there's the other thing that he, he's this entity from another dimension, so he's going to mess up with your electronics, he can't be captured on film, this kind of thing.
2: When you try to get more clarity, when you try to like run at him um like a cryptid of a <laughs> i just thought of Mitch Hedberg's great bit of maybe maybe bigfoot's just blurry <laughs> that that <laughs> when um that's the problem yeah that's why nobody can get a good shot is that a mitch hedberg yeah, yeah that's oh, him yeah. Yeah. Nice. that when you if you try to get an audio and video recordings get distorted and screwed up when you get close to him that you, when you try and just run at him which is a mistake because yeah. <laughs> he's a threat and
1: yet there are clear depictions of him everybody <laughs> knows like <laughs> yes um uh, so the reason we have Julie on for this episode, uh, well, A, there is a terrible movie that just came out. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but Julie, you were kind of the first person to really uh, introduce us to Slender Man back in the day. Yeah. And I think you may have been the first Slender Man cosplayer.
3: That's possible. Um, actually, it started, so I was still in school. I was, uh, I was in school and then um, I was in the theater club and every two weeks we would have what we would call a fortnight which is the drama majors, theater majors, uh, just do a little performance. It was kind of like a cabaret evening. Mm-hmm. And my friend Amanda and I were talking and I said, let's make something having to do with Slender Man and show it and scare people. So we made this little video called, I believe it's called, Julian and Amanda's Fun with Slender Man. And it's on YouTube and i built stilts in the in the theater shop at my school they mm-hmm. they they were not uh, suitable for walking in because they were <laughs> they were very poorly made but you could stand on them i made i i went to the thrift store I, I got like a you know tuxedo jacket and or suit jacket suit pants and i bought fabric and i just extended, extended the, the sleeves. Yeah. i extended the pants and you had like long yeah. arms on sticks yeah too. i had these i had these sticks that i put i just stapled these creepy gloves to the end of them mm-hmm. um and i got this masks from a uh, spandexman.com mm-hmm. which is just a you know a blank face essentially and um and yeah we made this little video and we were in the playground at the top of the hill and uh at night shooting this little video and then we scared you know other theater majors at this event so that's that's kind of the first thing I did with it
1: is that when you actually came out of like a door at the yeah at the end
3: of the video it goes to static and live when we were showing this this little video I come out of a door uh really you know creepy as Slender Man and they screamed and um, and it was really fun.
0: I'm watching it now, and it is pretty creepy looking. Yeah. I'll, put a, I'll put a link in the post on Patreon. So I got this funny story uh, related to this. In 2010, you did the same thing at mm-hmm. Flimfest, which is this like multi-day music and movie festival uh, that was held down the South Shore that my buddy Joe and I put on, and all the filmmaking friends we have would show stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, Julie showed a Slender Man movie, and at the end of the movie, she came out in the costume it might have been the same movie
3: it might have been that one
0: yeah uh Julian and amanda's film with slender yeah. man and you kind of came out behind the movie screen there was like a doorway we could sort of see you through and you were in the full slender man get up and we were back you know one or two of us were back there making sure you could like see enough <laughs> it was dark um and you know like some people in the audience were creeped out and the evening kept going like it was just like amongst a bunch of comedy movies there was just one spooky movie so last week i'm hanging out with my nephew he's 19 now and he was at that movie screening, mm-hmm. and we're walking out of the movies. We'd just seen the Meg, which was bad. Yeah. Fun, but bad. And we walk by a Slender Man movie poster, and my nephew goes, Oh man, I remember being 10 years old at this movie thing you put on, and Slender Man showed up like in the movie theater, and I was so afraid. I didn't want to say anything though, because I wanted to be cool, because I was hanging out <laughs> with all these college kids. And I was like, "Really? Like that really got to you?" He's like, "Yeah, dude. I had like nightmares for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like really scared by it. So it
3: worked.
2: Yeah,
0: that's, that's cool. So awesome. you you impressed that on a ten year old kid.
3: <laughs> Damaged forever.
0: All right. Wanna, we wanna got some uh, construction outside. You, do shut that door. Yeah, yeah. Th- that should be fine. I'm not too worried about it. People will forgive us. That's a true story, by the way. That's not bullshit. Like Dylan brought it up out of nowhere. That's really funny. And you're like, I was like, really? Like that's kind
1: of cool. Really like oh, it. really? That's uh, funny. You should mention that because Slender Man's gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> he killed my friend. Um, <laughs> that was really Slender Man, Dylan. I'm so. 19. Like or what if you'd been like, I, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> I didn't
2: see anything. That would be really scary. <laughs> Um, so you went on to make more Slenderman movies, though.
3: Yeah, I made one with Ryan.
2: A, yes, I was doing my research last night on myself. <laughs> I I put I made a Slenderman stop motion animation. I put it up on March 15th, the Ides of March. I put up on March 15th, 2010. Uh, it's still still doing well. Uh, nowadays, when you Google Slenderman, lots of other stuff comes up first. But uh, I Julie helped me up in the Back Bay, up in a. Uh, it must have been actually Brighton. At the, It was just outside mm-hmm. of Boston City Limits on this park at night where she helped me with a creepypasta where she was, uh, we did some great like uh, Jacob's Ladder style stuff where she moves her head quickly and we had her in the backgrounds, you know, in park settings. And I have strong memories of, uh, it was a lot of fun and that, uh, yes, Slender Man is not a one woman job. It requir- <laughs> You require an aid for mobility. It was not easy, was it?
3: Yeah, that was when I had the bad stilts still, but then I I upgraded and I got drywall stilts Mm. so so I could continue and need less help and actually walk around. And
2: I, I put up my creepypasta, The Slender Man, on April 10th, 2011. So even by by that point, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, people knew who Slenderman was. Of course they did. Otherwise, why would I be capitalizing on someone else's character? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at some point, um, you did a tap dancing thing too, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that
3: was act- that was an April Fool's joke at the theater club evening. It you know for for April Fools, um, they thought that uh, Slender Man was going to come gonna out again. again. I yeah. like played some residence music that was creepy <laughs> and um and and I you know I I was standing on a chair and peeking out of a door so it looked like I was on the stills but then I jumped down from the chair and I do a little tap dance routine to the entertainer <laughs> <laughs> <Was it> like <laughs> charleston but you still have the long
1: arms so it's yeah, really funny yeah it's a
3: long arm doing a <laughs> little time <laughs> step <laughs> for the, yeah
1: um that shot from the the first uh, nightmare on elm street where freddy has really long arms it's basically that yeah, it's supposed but, to look scary
0: but it yeah. looks dumb yeah
1: eh, it looks kind of scary i don't know it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway um so then i think probably based on the the reaction that gut people i think we all started to realize like slender man's kind of funny you can kind of make fun of that's this, the right? Thing yeah. that i
2: was thinking about having just seen the movie again was uh, again having just seen the movie uh once you get a good look at him once the shock value is over there's just not a lot going on which is i'm impressed I, I was thinking about that driving home the other night i'm impressed at the staying power of something that objectively in the moment lacks staying power so then how did Slenderman man come to be
1: Julie.
3: So I was speaking with your sister Emmy mm-hmm. and probably just talking about Slender Man and one of us had a slip of the tongue and was like Splendor Man and <laughs> we thought oh Splendor Man he's full of splendor and then it was kind of just a, you know in the back of our minds like what if that was a character and then I guess I I decided to to make that and I, uh, I put I made these little polka dots that I taped to the pants that I had
4: mm-hmm. and
3: you know everything was removable so I got a little tiny hat which I just I naturally just had a tiny hat on me I think yeah yeah
4: and um <laughs> I and think the tiny hat face. makes it
3: yeah yeah the tiny hat that and then um the polka dots and then like you do a happy a happy face on yeah the, the, the happy spandex. face which was just I think just construction paper taped to the mask it kept falling off
1: every you can see polka dots f- falling off in yeah, the video but and then we <laughs> that's just right.
3: incorporate it into you know that's just how slenderman sl- uh, is so yeah so
1: we so we all kind of got together and we shot this video where it starts off like it's going to become a slenderman video but the static in the video shows happy things like puppies and hot air balloons yeah
3: so we had I think mostly the, you know, it was ad-libbed. Yeah. But the ad-libs were just the most cheery, yeah. saccharine things that you could say. It's <laughs> Emmy and Amanda having a, a picnic and they're talking about strawberries and grandma. And um, and, and yeah. it's
2: daylight, too. Which
1: is, it's <laughs> it's daylight.
3: daylight in a public park. And, and then the, you know, the
1: reveal is you're just in the background and you walk forward. I walk forward a yeah. yeah. little, you know,
3: yeah, the, the glitchiness, I... I added dolphins twinkies bunnies a ferris wheel i think well because of cause, cause at yes. the time whenever yeah. someone
0: did a slender man video whether it was like marble hornets or ryan or anyone on youtube there's always that that's like one of the token things you have to have and that's static has to happen between random shots yeah because back then that was people's understanding as to that's what video glitches look like right mm-hmm. like and it cause you you kind of like film burning up and it has to just be like vhs static in a weird way like yeah yeah like
1: and it's easy to do yeah yeah, yeah
0: it's like a built-in thing with like yeah. Sony Vegas and Premiere and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. that. I'm actually looking at a the Slenderman wikia.com and there's an article on Slenderman that does give credit, say, claiming that uh, Slenderman's birth was
1: that video. Great. Like, yes. So the okay. internet does
0: accept that <laughs> that is the origin. But long
1: story short, uh, yeah, it's a joke video with Slenderman and happy music plays and yeah. you do a little you do a little uh,
2: dance.
3: Little dancers, happy music, and then I throw glitter at the end. Mm-hmm. And Emmy, it's, Amanda
2: go turn their head. You know, Splendor Man.
3: Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> There's actually we have some cartoon
1: birds that Emmy animated. Yeah, yeah. she
3: did, and like a little, I you know the. I don't know hearts or the the letters <laughs> form in the air it goes
1: yeah. nowhere it's 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 basically if uh <laughs> well if just if two vine minutes had, of jokes put out of order like it's who cares a, it's a vine yeah. but it's like two minutes long yeah. right yeah. It, yeah it would have been a vine if it mm-hmm. had happened later but uh
0: you are credited on this website as splendor man as portrayed by special stilts actor
3: <laughs> oh great <laughs> that's your name
0: that that's the, like on this week yeah that's the the credit Special given to Julie. Special actor. Mm. Yeah, it does well, it does sound like a cool qualification.
1: My yeah. name
3: is literally in the credits. Yeah,
1: it's that's the internet. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's a problem. I I get the credit because it's on my channel. Right. Channels my name. Um, but it's totally. I didn't. I I forgot that. Uh, like Emmy helped you come up with it, but it was totally. You birthed Splendor Man, for sure. Yeah. You're the mother of Splendor Man. Yes. There's, like, mm-hmm. merchandise in like, masks and T-shirts. We just and... found this, like, last month. Yeah, this month. mask. Someone makes a Splendor Man mask. Yeah, and... pro-
3: profiting off of the, the face. And I, I don't know. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. I like think he... you do know. I think it's okay to say, I don't like I don't, that. I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't. And I, yeah, I've never, you know, profited off of that or anything. And, and um. It's just, it's, it is weird that someone would just do that. I don't know. I, well, it's not that weird. I could see someone doing that. If but. any of
2: you are going to be Splendor Man this Halloween, send a check or money order to. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes,
3: exactly. well, well, it's weird
0: because like a, a lot of stuff on the internet, um, and this has gotten worse as the internet has gone on, really is just predicated on like, okay, well, here's an IP you already know about here's something disney's already making or yeah. advertising like and making, slender man is
1: kind of up for
4: grabs and so Slenderman's yeah.
0: mm-hmm, kind of an original sure. thing like it's it's an original thing i still don't understand the ramifications behind the new movie like like the, the creator of slender man was given credit yep. uh in the movie at the oh. end like a oh, character wow. a character created by eric credson
3: who is that is that the marble hornets person or is it Probably I think something it, awful I
0: think it. this is something awful, uh, guy.
3: Wow, well, that's okay. cool. They they doxed the, the, him and the, found
0: his things. <laughs> but I want to know if like money had to change hands or whatever, because like it is. It, so this is this is sort of the the main pull for Slender Man with me, mm-hmm. and that is the internet for better or worse is a collective consciousness. We're all pooling our thoughts and our personalities into it all the yeah. time, regardless of anonymity, regardless of bots. It is the pro the sum total product of all. Human consciousness, right? That's on the internet, right? Yeah. That is what the internet is at the end of the day. It's why it's such an angry place because not everyone's brains agree with each other. So you look at creepypastas, and that is a natural evolution of a shared storytelling experience. It's more than like a game of telephone. It's more than oral history. It's we're all kind of waxing and waning and maybe improving these ideas, Mm -hmm. these stories. But unfortunately, most of them are written by high schoolers and they all have kind of, what you end up seeing is a certain pattern when you look at like a thousand creepy pastas they all kind of have the same abc right yeah, like if they're you're, very
1: much riffing off each other and inspired by, mm-hmm. yeah, written by people who've only consumed other. Here's a scary costumes,
0: thing I, like I saw like in the, the ring. ring. Here's a scary thing I saw yep. in this other movie. Let's just do. I'll just I'll just write that because that. It makes so me fun. think of
2: some poor sixth grade teacher going. I've read. I've been reading the same essay for thirty years. This is just yeah. Because <laughs> sixth graders are learning how to write. And this isn't now. No, to be fair,
0: this isn't just like on like Reddit and like something awful and stuff. This I mean, people complain all the time about like the Marvel movies or just like this is the same one two three one two Mm -hmm. three like there's like a mulligan there's like the forced love scene and like uh the but with creepy boss is you know there's they're happening at a much higher rate and at least with something like slender man it was an original thing but when i look at slender man it's so the the character himself right yeah i'm attributing a sex because he's called slender man slender man uh you know it is a very vague like almost like a rorschach test like it's a blank face in a three-piece suit it, it almost feels like maybe he you, has
1: tentacles maybe
0: not maybe not yeah. it
3: does. it's like an uncanny valley type of thing yeah like it'd be like if
0: you took electrodes and hooked them up to everyone's brain you know they have those machines that can let you see people's dreams kind of nowadays like you can like look it's almost like a thermal not thermal imaging but like electrical you can take you can interpret the electrical signal of someone's dreams these days and you can look at a monitor and be like, "Oh, this is what they're thinking of." Sort of. It's sort of. It's cool. It's Very
4: crude. It's cool. The way they vague. do that we
1: can cut this out, but
0: um, no, keep it. In. This is the cool thing. Uh,
1: I, bl- I I remember when that came out. I was like, "How are they doing that?" What they do is they show a bunch of images to someone with their brain hooked up to wires. Think of a green app. They show Think a bunch of-, of like yeah like stock stock footage or whatever, and they assign certain brain waves with those images. Yeah, and then they do the reverse. And yeah. they record the dream, they reverse and then they the pull up the images that are associated with those brainwaves. So it's not actually the images you're dreaming, sure. But it's the uh, it's what's represented by those. A brainwaves. A similar thought. Yeah. I
0: think if you did that with ever, like if you took like all seven billion people on Earth and took everyone's nightmare through that machine, it would just look like Slenderman. Okay. It's just like kind of a ghost mm-hmm. face. Like it's yeah. just a non face. It's
3: it's almost human, but it's corpse
1: like. It's. A stranger. It's something that shouldn't be there. Yeah, it's it's the boilerplate
0: scary thing, regardless of whether or not it's actually that scary. Like there's the story isn't really. It's kind of immaterial. Even like in the video games they've made, the story is very like uh, he's like in the woods in the suburbs and don't look at him too long or he'll go if crazy. He yeah,
2: he gets he'll get <laughs> you. He'll get you. Have you yeah. ever heard? You just, have you heard? <laughs> any of you ever heard the theory that the traditional the regular good old-fashioned alien, the one that we call the greys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big head, big eyes, skinny neck, skinny little body. Um, you're like, oh, because in the future, they have big, big brains and they don't really need muscles because they're technology. Yeah. And they're weird looking and they're just a little too close to us to be comfortable. And so they are uncomfortable, and sometimes they're goofy, and sometimes they're menacing, but there really isn't a lot going on there.
0: The greys, yeah. The greys.
2: Yeah, what everybody, what we commonly know. We, we all know them. We love or, them. No, some researchers have speculated that's kind. That's what we look like to newborn babies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, think yeah. That's sim- yeah. I think that's a that's similar humans, thing with Slender Man. They pick up on the eyes, and you're all kind of smudgy figures, because like Keanu Reeves first being woken up by Lawrence Fishburne from The Matrix, Yeah. why do my eyes hurt? Because you've never used them. Like when a little baby, like a lot of mammals are born with their eyes shut. And yeah. Ducks, I guess. <laughs> Fucking ducks. I, I, I think... Th- it's also like Slenderman is like clearly the
0: product of like Photoshop tools in 2008 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. like just
3: blend in very well with trees.
2: Yep. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's uh, skinny.
3: He can hide.
2: Kids go play in the woods. Kids go play at playgrounds in the dark. Kids play in playgrounds. Children do. Teenagers hang out in playgrounds in the dark. I, I just think it's cool that you can almost mathematically
0: quantify why Slenderman is the way Slenderman ex- is. Exactly. Like it's like a very yeah. much a product of the environment he was created in.
1: Now, lest you think we're talking about Slenderman because we're stuck in the past and we haven't <laughs> been paying attention to the internet in the last eight years, uh, there is actually a new Slenderman movie. In probably not in theaters but it's not by the <laughs> time, probably not like be by, by tomorrow. Ago. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's not gonna be in theaters long, guys. Yeah, we saw uh, Slenderman,
0: Ryan and I did.
1: Yeah, so last night you and uh, Kevin and Ryan saw it uh, with our friend Max. Yep, Max Pacheco was with us. Uh, I did not see it. Julie, you did not no, see it.
3: and I will not.
1: Yeah, I'm probably not going to see it. <laughs> no, you're not,
3: you're not missing anything.
1: I saw The Bye-Bye Man already, and I'm in ba- The Bye-Bye Man is a bad movie, but I bet it's better than Slender Man.
0: <sighs> I don't know. Um, did there, you see
1: Bye Bye Man? No. Did you see Bye Bye Man? Doug Jones. No.
2: It's, it's a fun oh, really? thing to say. Yeah, it's I'm your sorry.
0: friend Doug Jones. Ah, hmm. Maybe I should
3: see it.
0: Yeah. So how do we want to talk about this movie? Because we entertain the idea of Julie and Neil, who haven't seen it, playing a game of Hot and Cold with Ryan and I, where Ryan and I handhold you through the 90 minutes of slender man the movie
1: if you want to give it a shot maybe not all 90 minutes
0: okay 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 i just want okay let's have julie neil guess Mm -hmm. how does slender man the movie open what's the what's the impetus what's the inciting incident that gets things scary Uh,
1: uh a child is abducted or disappears
0: yes yeah. Okay, but now go back. Like, why? Why? Why is the child? Well,
3: the child's like on a swing in an abandoned playground, and you hear the creaking of the swing, and then the camera moves away, and then you move back, and the child's gone, and the swing is still swinging.
0: They do that. Uh, that would have been better later in the movie, but <laughs> that's sorry. not the inciting incident. There is a catalyst. Someone says Slender Man three times. <laughs> no, that's close. Warmer. Yep. Keep, keep thinking. What would make Slender Four Man times. show up? A seance. Closer, Very,
3: oh, yeah. Ouija board. Someone
1: finds a
0: camera. Getting warmer.
3: Ah, uh, someone uh, finds a a video camera, flash drive.
0: Uh, you're you're both getting warmer, it's but digital. different directions. Or
3: a video like The Ring with Slenderman in it. A tape.
0: G- warmer. Tape. A no. DVD. Nope.
3: <laughs> um, an a HD YouTube DVD video. Yes. Oh my uh. god. <laughs> okay.
0: So you've just you've just written the first third of this movie. So they just find it, it uploaded.
2: Uh, it's on a Russian website. Oh, okay. right. You. I'm cranny, sorry. Like, like, this feels like something that will give my computer a virus. I so it's not joke.
1: even found in the woods. There's no physical creepiness to it. It's just a website.
2: The, yeah. The girls are at a sleepover. Dark web. Yeah. They, they, uh, call, mm-hmm. they never say dark web, but they're like, you know, this is different than the regular internet. So what's the, the different? The, 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 <laughs> evil the evil internet is
0: black with red text. Yeah, yeah. And, um... Everyone has access to everyone else's instant messaging platforms. Everyone's constantly on their phones. The movie does try. It's, it's about a bunch of like four 16 year old girls, maybe 17. They live in Massachusetts and some, I think it's a fake Massachusetts town. They actually shot it here in Massachusetts.
4: Oh,
1: the thing about Massachusetts, I'm constantly hearing new town names that I've never, I've lived here all my life. I feel like once a week someone mentions a town in Massachusetts and I'm like, I've never heard of that town. <laughs> uh, so it, yeah, it takes
0: place, the filming, it was shot in air.
1: But Never it takes place.
0: <laughs> God damn it! The plot is quote one night in a small town of Massachusetts. <laughs>
1: the small town of
0: Massachusetts, <laughs> not in of Massachusetts. So anywho, uh, I mean honestly, there's not much more story beyond that. The, basically, these no. someone gets abducted by Slenderman, mm-hmm. and for the next sixty minutes, the characters don't really know what to do.
1: And he keeps showing up in the background. I
2: assume there's like how many Ryan would you say six scenes. Yep. In the movie. So the girls will start to like, like the ring or something, where like something supernatural is starting to creep in. Like if you look in a mirror or you you just you, you loo- shut down your guard, where Slenderman will show up. He'll distort reality. He'll start to mess with people's faces and backgrounds, and then he'll just kind of look at you, or he might just shake you a little. Or he might just put his hand on your shoulder. He's just fucking with people. He's not actually... He's it, not like he eats you. And they never explain why he wants to make people scared. Like, there's not even, like, a
0: toss-away line. Like, oh, hmm. he, you're, you're, you you're taste better if you're scared. Like, nothing like that. And um, the... He sticking needs to the souls for the fire inside his chest. Do you think this was rushed Fine, into whatever.
2: production
1: after It was a
0: hit? So, I want to stick to the story just for one more sure, minute. Sure. So So, basically... There's, like... I saw it two nights ago, and that's really all there is to the story. You, have you seen it, Julie? It no. Um, have you? I mean, it's. I mean, I know what it's. It's basically the first act of it, but over the course of ninety minutes, and it's just really loose. And in terms of the actual story, they just like the rules of Slenderman are so. Wishy washy
2: wet towel. It, it doesn't matter.
0: It's weird because they're wishy washy, but they're also they're also stated through the internet multiple times, like text on screen, like this is how Slenderman works, and like okay. the entire origin of Slenderman in the first act is basically we we read these rules on the internet. Okay, this is why Slenderman is the way he is. Like that's it. We started laughing, like yep, that's it. That's the origin of the story. They just these girls read about it on the internet, and that's it. That's them watching the VHS tape in the ring.
1: Do they at one point go to Google? And yes. Yeah. No. They type in how to defeat Slender Man. Yes, they absolutely exactly do. What they, they,
0: Google, do. They, they Bing how to defeat Slender Man cool. um, <laughs> uh, at a library. Okay. Yeah, in a weird way, the, the technology so, goes backwards.
2: They start off watching things on a, on a laptop and then messaging on their cell phones. Then they start looking into Slenderman by going to a, a public... Uh, computer lab in a uh, <clears throat> in a library, which leads one of the four girls after the, one of the first one gets kidnapped, to go look it up in a book.
1: So he does predate the internet. Yes. Okay. Mm. He's
2: like they do the thing where he's
1: like an old demon and like. Okay. No. They the try. To defeat him badly. That, that, now, do they defeat him? D- no. No. They no. don't. <laughs> it's so no. they don't it's not they don't find out like milk can destroy no 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 no, <laughs> no, 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 no 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 typically typically
0: on this show i love to get into like production and like the business end of making movies it's like what i find fascinating about movies right now i know nothing about the making of this movie i don't know if it got rushed into production after it was a huge colossal hit um i do know that they use two cameras to film this movie the sony f 55 and the a7s2 we used an a7s to film computer fighters mr basement like a, a ton of movies that's our camera yeah. that's our camera and they used to film this like 20 million dollar movie so aside from this, like the really benign non-existent story it always pulls its punches on being actually scary right ryan like there's yeah
2: now i i'd read that about 30 minutes of this movie got left in the editing room floor because they really wanted to go for the PG-13 rating. And that, to me, sounds like total horseshit. And here's why. Number one, 30 more minutes of this movie would not have made it a better movie. Yeah. Number two, that's what you tell, like, oh, they really want to go for a PG-13 because they had to cut the scariest stuff. Honestly. That's mm -hmm. what you say when you made a bad horror movie, but you want to sell some uh, Amazon Prime you know, three ninety nine rentals and yep. some Blu-rays and DVD. That's what, like, oh, oh, I'm very sorry that you spent money on a piece of shit. But yeah. the real movie, the scary one's coming out later, because you only get two strikes here. And I'm guessing the, uh,
1: that half hour they cut out is more about trying to save the movie than trying to water it down.
2: I, it could even just be a total straight out lie. That I, they came up with just to like get somebody to actually like try seeing the movie again.
0: Yeah, I, I, okay, I'll i try and put a, some positivity here because I, 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 <laughs> okay. I guess it's going to be just dumping on. It's obviously a bad movie. A good thing about the movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that the director made an effort to tell the story through the lens of teenagers in high school that were a little younger and authentically teenage looking mm-hmm. you know they, they they feel like 16 17 year olds for all i know they're like in their mid late 20s but at least they look maybe they got the carly ray jepsen thing going yeah well i'm just like oh that's a teenager right um but you know there's a lot of walking around new england neighborhoods um after sundown and kids not being intimidated by it being dark out and it felt very much like junior high to me i remember yeah. walking around pembroke and kingston at that age when there were sleepovers going on and you see that in the first 15 minutes of this movie, a good mm-hmm. amount. I enjoyed that stuff. But when the girls have a sleepover, they're not in their underwear. They're not wearing Catholic schoolgirl outfits. They're just in, like, jeans and shirts, and they, yeah. like, fall asleep in those clothes. That felt authentically – okay, I, I remember this period of my life. I remember now, the
1: – question. question. Um, since it's teenage girls, do they at all play on the the thing where it's just like, oh, Slender man wants us to stab our friend or, you know, like – Anything like that. Do Here's they play on the real world? A little te- tragedy. Here,
2: yes. <laughs> they do? Uh, One of the four girls has a younger sister who's just pre-11, 12, 13. She's maybe like an Irish twin, like a yep. year or right. so younger. I'm going to say two, because they're supposed to be like 16, 17-year-olds. Yeah, okay, yeah. And she's 13, which isn't a great deal of difference in terms of age, but 13 to 16 is gigantic at that age. She admires mm. her older sister. She really looks up to the older sister, and... To me, it seemed like a bad move to elicit the real-world tragedy at all, because it adds nothing to the story. It doesn't really help, and it's um. Well,
0: no one gets stabbed, right? Like no one, like no, no, nobody. They don't like ever hunt down somebody in the
2: movie because Thunderman told them to, right? Like, well, I thought that of the that the other of the four girls, that the other dark-haired girl. Because their names, I, I watched the movie. And I, I think her name's Ren. <laughs> we were laughing at that. Ren, oh, that's right. Because Max made a joke about Stimpy. There's, <laughs> There's a scene in the Ren movie Stim- where someone's walking through a house going,
0: Ren, Ren, Ren. And like the fifth time, Max just went, Stimpy.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think it's Ren. I think Ren's the one you're talking about. Yes. Uh, where you see a, uh, a, f- a video of the younger sister going out in the woods and trying to elicit, trying to invoke Slenderman herself. And they turn the camera and Ren is there with her. Yeah. Now, it would have been interesting if, oh, I was willing to sacrifice my friend's little sister to get our friend back. Like, you have to trade something like your sister something like that. to get our friend back from the Slender Man. But that's not what Because at first I thought, oh, and this one who we trusted the whole time, the one who initiated finding Slender Man, she was behind this all along and she gives up, yeah, like, there's, there's no souls. such twist. It's just no. like,
0: it was like an accidental thing where, like, one of the girls... Basically took a pity on this younger girl. It was like, "Oh, you want to feel cool? You want to hang out with us? Okay, yeah, I'll show you, Slender Man." And it's like kind of retroactively told. It sounds mm-hmm. confusing because it is a little confusing. And I was thinking the same thing. Ryan was like, "Oh, are are they, are they going to like draw parallels to like the real world thing? That'd be kind of screwed up." I don't. I don't think they. I think that was just the only way they could twist the yarn in this movie. Was like, "Oh, and one of them accidentally curses somebody else." Like, now,
1: yeah, not to bring up the Bye Bye Man again, but uh, that is a bad movie. But it at least has one interesting conceit to it, which is that the Bye Bye Man um, manipulates people into killing e- each
2: other.
0: None of that in this. There's now. There's like there's one scene where a girl finally gets to go on a date with this guy, Tom. I think it was his name, and Tom's like <laughs> super nice. He has zero personality. He's just cute, great. Um, they're finally kissing and she's like infected by slender man. Right. So she's slowly going crazy. And like, it's just like, she looks at his face and he just has like a generic, like Photoshop, like blurred eyes, dark pits for eye sockets face. Like kind of thing that you've seen a hundred YouTube clips of like after effects, monster face test. Like, it's just that, but it's like, can you picture what I'm saying? Like they're making out and then she looks at him. He's like, Oh, you got a spooky face, but it's like, it's, Number one, it's not scary looking. You can pull that off. Like, I've seen that done in, that, in movies where, like, oh, someone suddenly has a scary face and it's like a jolt. It's so slow and muddy and left on screen so long. It looks like maybe they had a scarier version of it and they just dialed it down for PG-13 or something. It just Definitely possible. Can't, I mean, that always bugs me about PG-13 horror movies. It's not when they emit, like, violence or swearing or uh, things that are mature but when they're you can clearly tell like well they dial down something that just looked scary like oh we gotta make it so 13 year olds won't actually be scared you're making the slender man movie make it scary don't like d- why water this down it's not for tv it's not for like yeah some streaming service you're charging 10 bucks Slender Man's supposed to be scary. And in this movie, I I looked it up. It was, they did start filming it um, before it came out Mm -hmm. about seven, eight months before it came out. So I don't know. Like it, it it isn't the kind of movie that I'm gonna get too angry about, but that is just kind of a common problem in horror. I thought we were over in the last five, six years. Like I thought like after like it follows and such, we were just done with that. Like, we're just like, no, just if it's going to be a scary movie, make it a
1: scary movie. Like don't like put spooky stuff in it. I mean, the horror genre is not gonna get better overnight, you know. <laughs> no, it's, it has been. I, well, I mean, like it's not gonna get fixed.
0: I'd overnight. argue that yeah. the last five years, like, it, like why We have smart horror
2: now, and that's we what's do. The, but, what's the
0: point of making the Slenderman movie this lazily? Like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. like the Bye Bye Man, I get mm-hmm. right. It's like a tw- like the same budget probably, probably the same producers. if uh, all I have I know. no idea. Yeah. But, but like the, these movies will come out every twelve months, right? Or like uh, Truth or Dare, that thing that just came out. Like there's always like these like just like bomb of the barrel, awful horror movies. But I thought if you're gonna make a low budget horror movie that's that effortless, give the money to like some no name director who will make like a found footage movie or Lights Out, like something that will, even if it's terrible, will at least scare me. Mm-hmm. At, at one point, I I just think it's so weird. It it feels like such an awkward step back to take a movie that probably. If you're gonna commit and make this that movie after everything that happened with those girls in the real world, I, I don't know, just go big or go home because like R- Ryan and I we, we talked about this. I don't think Slenderman was he, he, Slenderman was CG the entire film,
2: right? The, there were no puppets. There was never an actor in a suit. It was never. all CG,
0: and it's really bad CG. Like,
2: mm-hmm. and how hard kids on Reddit in something
0: awful ten years ago were doing a better job. Julie, no joke, did a better job making a scary Slenderman movie then this 30 20 30 million dollar production
3: pulled off was this movie like do you think it was marketed to teenagers specifically
0: it had to have been. yeah
3: because okay i i can only imagine that the people making it were like oh this is what the kids like even though you know anything having to do with Slenderman man happened at least like 10 years ago and back then that was you know what the kids were doing and so it's like it's just made very late yeah. And, and that's probably also why it's so bad with the CG because, oh, the kids don't care. They just like the Slender Man.
0: We, right?
3: we, we walked into
0: the theater past a group of teenage boys... They made it through the whole movie, but they clearly weren't into it either. Uh, yeah. And, and every now and then you just wanted it to get better because it, it had the aesthetics down at times. Like when the kids are walking around late at night and like the only light is like the warmth of like a street light behind them or like their cell phone in front of them. Like there there was some stuff that on occasion. I mean, well, there was one scene, right? I don't know about you, Ryan. Did you think the scene where the girl gets the video call was started off? Okay. I kind of like the beginning of that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, the girl is at home. She's up. St- it's a, it's at night. She's in her bedroom, mm-hmm. and her win- the window faces out to the front st- front street. Yeah, and she gets a phone call, and she picks it up, and it's a video. You know, it's a, a live stream, if you will, of somebody looking up the window at her, and she looks out the window and can't see anything. There's no one there, and then she looks back at her phone, and the video is walking up to her front door. Yeah, and then it just goes through the door,
0: which is when the scene falls apart. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. of going like I, and so she keeps looking back and forth between her phone. And the reality to go where is it, it's getting closer, but I don't see it, and it's in my house. And which of these two things shall I be looking at? Which sounds like it's actually a more clever statement about cell phone culture, but it's yeah. not. No, I feel like
1: that's, it, a, that's, an, that's a that's uh, a that's like I think there's a story in like scary stories to tell in the dark where it's someone gets a call. Oh, it's a standard. It's yeah. a standard. It's, actually, it, I think it's I think that's the Viper. I it's think the it's the, the Viper. Yeah, the Viper. I'm Are getting closer. To Viper, I'm getting coming those. up the stairs. <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. That's
0: like a. Sta- they. It reminded me a lot of it. Follows in that. Like it follows. I. I think it's. I'm I'm not in love with it, but I enjoy the movie. Have mm-hmm. you seen it? Follows Julie. No, yeah, I think you'd like it. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it. It it follows as a better movie. It's it has flaws, but as a, it's ambitious. They tried it That's something that smart horror has been doing for years. Yeah, uh, trying new things. Trying new it, things.
0: It, it follows, and a nightmare in Elm Street belong in the same. They're similar to Slender Man. I should well, I should say that Slender Man is mm-hmm. is cut from the same cloth, and that it's about teenagers. Something supernatural is happening in their town. They can't trust the adults. Uh, it's something that they can't stop traditionally and Mm -hmm. it's just going to keep coming for them.
1: Sad, uh, sad detail. I know you guys uh, were going to get together originally to see a uh, screening of The Witch. Which is a great movie. At the Brattle. Yep. And instead you opted to see Slender Man. Well, we want to do our research. We want to be prepared for this recording. And Mm -hmm. honestly,
0: I'm glad we did because I'm always up to see a new movie and I've seen The Witch a few times. I love The Witch. The Witch is one of my favorite movies the last 10 years. and uh, Yeah, this is a far cry from that. I don't (laughs) know if it was... Successful. I don't it know if it can't be. It like it I'll, I'll look. I know that you could see it through Movie Pass <laughs> and like Mission Impossible, which broke Movie Pass apparently and made them go bankrupt.
2: Now there's to, a you, real nightmare. Ah, ah ah ah. You try to
1: like book your Movie Pass and the screen just goes to static. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay,
0: so the production budget. I'm seeing figures everywhere from ten to thirty million, depending on where I look. Box Office Mojo claims the production budget was ten. That doesn't include marketing. So maybe the marketing was 20. Domestic total, $15 million so far. So... Uh, I don't know if there's been much of a foreign release, but it'll
1: probably be profitable before it comes to DVD and streaming. Yeah, they're not going to keep mm-hmm. it in theaters till ho- like Halloween, right?
0: I don't think so. There's probably a better horror film coming out around oh, the
1: moment. Wouldn't that
2: be crazy if there's like some niche market, like a non-English language audience that just is really into Slender where it's <laughs> going to do a, make a killing?
0: I just think that Slender doesn't have enough of a hook to fill out a feature film because they move. The movie feels a lot like The Ring early Mm -hmm. on like there's like a spooky video that you watch and you see scary stuff and they do it twice in the movie i want to say and the second time it feels more lifted from jacob's ladder but it's just here's a bunch of creepy images they're all kind of sanded down so they're not actually that scary looking Mm -hmm. um but it's funny because slender man in 2009 or whatever was predicated on the ring in a lot of ways i think aesthetically Right. And so to make a Slenderman movie a decade later, like what are you even pulling from? The story isn't really concrete. The four of us couldn't really tell you what he is. The and
3: only thing about Slenderman is Slenderman is an image. Yes. It is one image. Yep. And you can put that image in a number of settings, but it's just one image. And if you want to do anything with it, you have to be creative. You yep. have to make something yeah. that you know, some story. So it seems like they're just you know, I don't know. It, it's not a lot to go on.
0: And if you have to write a story around the aesthetic of Slender Man, it's like, all right, so he's got a suit. He has tentacles that make him look like a tree. He's tall. Okay, let's do something with trees. And that's kind of what the movie does. Like, we'll do some stuff with trees. like the, yeah. You know Slender Man's coming when you hear trees slowly cracking and blowing in the wind. And, like, they, they do some tree imagery towards the end. And it's just... There's a chase scene with Slenderman that's just awful. It's just you can't so it's there muddy. really like,
1: nothing like surprising or like noteworthy about this movie. It's not like oh Slenderman used to be a tree or something like that. There's no <laughs> No, there's no there's reveal. No, there's no like
2: there's like they Some, try through the book in the library to establish that this supernatural being emits electromagnetic waves, and all living things do, and it's been around forever.
1: And they, but there's they, nothing in it no. that challenges like what you assume. Yeah, what was his about? job? Yeah. He's dressed up
0: to assume? go to work. What What yeah. is there to assume about Slenderman?
2: I thought to myself, like a, a movie that actually did that kind of well, The Mothman Prophecies. Yeah. Um, with Richard Gere, where this oh these Mothmen have been around forever, but they only show up. But Mothman do something. They warn people, yeah. or it could be, oh, Slenderman. He really wants to. Yeah, it's a one child he abducts, one child he drives crazy, one child he just pokes and leaves. <laughs> and one, yeah, he just bothers. Yeah, it's actually. Yeah, now
1: that I think of it, Slenderman is really is. It's just a boogeyman, and it's a much more vague and kind of generic version of a boogeyman that's been done before. You know, in the past with a lot more color, you know, you have movies like Candyman or Hellraiser, stuff like that, where it follows or, or it, it follows is a little bit more moodier and subdued. It, but
0: it, it follows is a good way. They did a good job diluting what something like Slenderman elicits in your brain. Like what's scary? Oh, it's coming
1: for me. Yeah. Like, something coming for you. Seeing something always out of the coming. Of right, matter yeah. Where you yeah, go. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it is kind of sad that uh that like like a horror figure that really has its own kind of like unique branding is not done uh, like it, I think was uh, a big hit and I really enjoyed it because it totally, you know, it's got a really specific looking clown yeah. to it mm-hmm. and it's got, you know, all this imagery that it, that it totally owns. Uh, and it was, uh, and it was refreshing because horror, even a lot of good horror is, is pretty subdued and not, uh, not extremely, Bizarre, we? Yeah. not there's not a lot of like surreal imagery or um in good horror or yeah in good yeah. horror or like um i'm trying to say here yeah there's just yeah there's not a lot you can make a halloween costume out of yeah. in horror anymore even in good horror um so slender man feels like uh just kind of a, a perfect example of what a wet fart in the wind horror can be these days
4: i
0: i feel like horror has gotten a lot better though in the last yeah Absolutely. Over,
1: like as as film for sure yeah but as pop culture it's definitely not where it used to be
0: is it even fair to say slender man is a current horror thing just because this movie got made it feel it is we all agree the movie got made way late
1: oh yeah yes. i mean yeah but we are kind of we're still living there in a lot of ways the only thing that's changed is like people are making good like really you know fine pieces of horror and And tv too and stuff like that i I, I think
0: it's i think it's i don't know i I feel like sunderman feels like a relic of post ring post grudge internet copycat stuff like jake the killer and all that kind of whatever well
3: didn't they also do like a candle cove tv show or there's a a, there was some tv show that had i think it wasn't only candle cove but i think it was other internet, yeah. creepypasta This is an easy joke, but
1: I watched it. It was just a bunch of static.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Candle Cove, by the way, is the only creepypasta I ever really liked, aside from Ryan's Thank videos. You.
2: No, the, that's I, the first thing I thought when I saw that uh, there's some buzz around doing a creepypasta show. And I thought, oh, cool. I didn't even think, oh, maybe they use one of mine. I thought, oh, they're going to take the shit that's stuck to the wall and not credit or pay the people. That's why they do it because there's a lot of bad stuff, and they're just gonna yeah. make the good ones. It's like America's Funniest Home Videos. Only
0: you don't even get five thousand dollars, or whatever it was. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, I,
2: you're absolutely right. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, there was, there was that some, show was rigged. We did a whole talk about creepy. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole talk about creepy pastas on like our third or fourth episode. And I, Halloween. I my, my, my favorite. I mean, I, I not just because you're my friend. I really like Ryan's. Um, I always liked the rake. The rake got me. Rake. just a good short spooky story. Mm-hmm. Um, about a monster being in the room with you and you don't know about it, which has become such a trend. Yeah. But yeah. Slender Man, none of it ever did anything for me. It was just a cool aesthetic. Uh, and I I guess the question is, big, could they ever have made a great movie out of Slender Man that was 90 minutes, or is it a 10-minute movie? Is it a 10-minute video game? The video game is apparently beloved by a lot of people. There's two video games, I guess. Hmm.
3: Yeah, one. well, I have just one quick story about the video game. So it was yeah. Halloween... Uh, my neighbors were having a Halloween party, and they decided to um, play the Slenderman game in some, you know, in a, in a closed room. So I thought, oh, I'll just dress up as Slenderman and scare them while they're playing the game. So I got into my stilts and everything, went into the neighbor's house. I mean, I mean, you know, we were invited. It wasn't just random. <laughs> yeah. You know, scare I didn't just randomly. They were home. Show it was up. cool. But. Um, and I go up and then they're, you know, they're just playing the game in the dark room and I open the door and they all scream. And it was, yeah, that was just a little Worth delight. It. That's my experience with that game. Yeah.
1: So you got your mileage out of those yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. For sure. And I still use them for like my job. But <laughs> not. we did I,
1: not mention earlier, right? but by the way, Julia is a uh, active clown. Yeah. Mhm. Uh What's your clown name? Julie Bagouli? lovely. <laughs> That's great. And you do yeah. you do kids parties. You don't scare them. I do
3: kids parties. I don't I don't do the full clown makeup because a lot of, you know, unless people request, but a lot of kids just don't like it, you know.
1: It's because much like Slenderman, it obscures your your face. It makes you look pale. Exactly. Or yeah. it
3: people I mean all the kids know about it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Must be a tough time to be a clown right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, especially yeah, especially for I think <laughs> clowns who um are more traditional for sure
1: <laughs> i have a brief uh i have a brief story about clowns uh a few years ago the um the uh freemason building down in boston did like an open tour thing and i and i went with a couple oh, I'd of love friends to go in there. and uh they had like various different fractions of the freemasons and Shriners and whatever and one of them one of the tables were clowns they were <laughs> just like these adult men <laughs> Uh, and they were dressed clowns. as clowns they had
2: like yeah, they had like, like that was imagery yeah
1: that was their their lodges shtick was they shit. do clown work and uh but like in my the way i remember this day uh the clowns kind of took over so like whenever i start to remember this day i'm just like yeah and so i went into the freemason building and everyone was a clown <laughs> Just not the case but uh, that's uh the it's real it's a, you know that's a secret society right yeah <laughs>
2: Like, you just can't rank, like, yeah, like, all these powerful congressmen, governors, but like, yeah, you just can't juggle, you're just not going up in the ranks. <laughs> Your balloon animals pop in frustration, you work in the dark. All right, I think it's time to move past Slenderman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually... So you guys like the movie. That... Yeah, we loved it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, well,
1: hello there. Uh, now is the time of day, I guess, that we uh, take answers, take questions, not answers, from Patrons. Um, these come from our Patreon where, you know, people who kick us money are allowed to ask questions for these episodes. So uh,
0: guaranteedvideo.com.
1: Guaranteedvideo.com. Yep. So, uh, yeah, just sign these up. These are the ask state questions. approved questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, no guarantee. I, we're not going to get to all the questions, but, uh, we really appreciate it. So thank you guys. Anyway, our first question comes from Bella and it, uh, it says if any of you had to choose one crime to be world famous for, what crime would it be? Uh, Kevin.
0: Uh, my answer is not fun, it's punching the president. <laughs> I would love to be that Hypothetically, guy.
1: Hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, more <laughs> yeah, creative it. answer,
0: but I mean that'd be kind of a I'd love to be on the newspaper for that. Sure.
1: Actually, even with a president you like, as long as it was kind of like a consensual thing, like come on, come on. Like yeah, like
0: Then it's not a crime.
1: Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's consensual violence.
0: I just want that like Captain America punching a Nazi like still frame on like oh, the yeah, front of yeah. USA today.
1: All right. Well, uh, do you have a less traitorous answer to <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I like that one. I would, you know, that would be a nice one. Or or something similar like um, playing a prank on someone very corrupt. And, and I, I think something, doing something very silly that people laugh at. But I don't know, some kind of practical joke that becomes a national sensation.
2: Mm.
4: yeah you jokes. know yeah, yeah.
2: you mean like using some light brights to animate some cute little cartoons like moon and nights that gets blown well, way out of proportion
3: well i mean or something directed at somebody yeah i don't know i'm thinking like something eric andre would do honestly cool <laughs> like
0: like what like taking elon musk's car and like unscrewing all the lug nuts on the tires so as he drives out of his driveway the wheels fall off or something sure or something like that
3: yeah because
0: he's a car guy, right? Let's people know oh, him like, Oh,
1: like building your own rocket and going into space and stealing his car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and mean, like writing
3: Tesla on the side of your rocket ship. Yeah. Like oh, and it just bad, cuts to Elon you
1: know? Musk sweating like a... Like, um, like, a, like a, a scene from Ocean's Eleven when <laughs> Andy Garcia. Like the, yeah, Andy Garcia. Like, oh, they, they, they did would, what yeah, to I my was... car? But I put
2: it in space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the keying his car, something really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The car car in slashing
3: the, in the tires. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I can't go anywhere in space. What's keying your crime, Ryan? Yeah. Well, space. I'll
2: be a drug dealer, but not, <laughs> but not just any. Dr- I want to be the world's. Most successful, most powerful, most well-connected dealer of exclusively barbiturates. Because a few things. Number one, number one, I'd find out what barbiturates are. (laughs) I would have to. I would have to know, right? I'd have to know. I mean, I could go, do you know how many times since like, The 4th of July, i say, and this is a couple weeks later, by the way, by the time we're recording this, that the thought has crossed my mind, what are barbiturates? They're always on the list in, like, D.A.R.E. programs. It's It's
1: probably... All right, here's... I, my I guess don't know. Is they probably have a different name now that we might. Oh, oh yeah, it's that. Uh, but uh, it just feels like something like sweaty old guys from ah, the 70s used to take. Barbiturates. <laughs> One has some ice cream tonight. Better eat my barbiturates. So you <laughs> take that job just so you can be like, oh, I'm Ryan Murphy. I'm in barbiturates.
3: <laughs> which is also a uh, Massachusetts town. Barbiturate. Yeah. Oh. Really? <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> that, that does sound like. That is a great. That's where Slenderman game. takes place. Yes.
2: Uh, it's a seaside. <laughs> yeah town uh what would my crime be don't blame this opioid crisis on me i'm in barbiturates which for all i know is just opiates i'm sorry if that's the case (laughs) i don't know
0: i want to sell heroin wouldn't that be a
4: gas
1: (laughs) (laughs) um great question bella i guess my crime would probably be i'd I'd, uh yeah it's um it's not funny but yeah i do the the credit wiping out credit uh, the debt thing from, from fight club, you know,
0: Dr. Otto did it. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Dr. Otto also did it, but I think Dr. Otto was trying to take down society. I <laughs> I just wipe out student loans and shit, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I'd get a lot of fans that way. I, I, get a <laughs> lot of Twitter followers. I'd, you'd make more friends than enemies. I think. Oh, sure. Sure. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael asks, are there any internet horror content uh, that you think would be prime to make the jump to TV or film, like Channel Zero or a good version of Slenderman. Like, mean, yeah, this person just uh, assumed that uh, we didn't <laughs> the, like. that we didn't like the Slenderman
4: movie. Which good was for a you, Michael. Yeah.
1: Smart man. Um, I'll try and think of my answer,
2: Ryan. Why don't we come back to you? The Russian sleep experiment. Mm. That's a clever. I I love the story of Candle Cove, but Candle Cove works because it's a story and it's something that you can kind of sort of. It's. Obi Wan Kenobi just says, "I fought with your father on the Clone Wars." That doesn't mean you need to make three more movies. Mm -hmm. This is one of those rare cases where tell it, don't show it, actually works better. You don't need these elaborate backstory. It's not helping to actually show. A lot of
1: creepy hosta depends on the eeriness of recollection, poor recollection.
2: It's not gonna be if they were to film Candle Cove. It'll never be as good as what you're picturing in your mind. Well, did they?
1: Because apparently there was that TV. Yeah, there we go. uh, Probably. I bet it's
2: not as good. (laughs) Mm Hmm. (laughs) and i will offer an editorial i will apologize for that if i think in my heart of hearts i see it and go that was better than what was in my mind if that's the case i'll admit it but i don't think so
4: cool
3: julie um something might it uh, something like it might already exist but scp
4: oh there's i mean there's so many Ah. different
3: stories but even just the concept of of Securing all these eldritch horrors and whatnot. Um, well, but, I mean, it uh, can in the woods. the woods
2: has a has a bit of that.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, I guess so. Um, if you have yeah. to see that visual, they did they did
2: a pretty kick ass job mm-hmm. with that visual. All things considered, uh, but there's more to build. There's plenty yeah. more to build. Yeah,
3: yeah. There like some that I remember. I haven't you know I don't keep up with it. I haven't read a lot of them. But there was one where. Um, you know, you go into this room, and it's like the room of life, where like you start to feel really great, and like your cells are regenerating and everything. But then it gets like more and more out of control, like all these tumors, and 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 it's all like everything is overgrown, and and it's that's really creepy to me, like some kind of life force that have yeah. you
2: seen Annihilation yet? No, I, then I, I hope made
3: that. I didn't ruin a lot. I made that. So okay. <laughs> it's not
1: exactly a spoiler, but I you, mean, you'd like fun. Annihilation? Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, you'd like um, it. Yeah, I feel like SCP is kind of like. what a what a tempting place for writers to just steal shit from you yeah
3: and i I guess it can kind of contain any story any trope so Mm -hmm. it can be you know for 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 whatever
0: a lot of my favorite internet horror content I, i don't know if it's long enough in format to be adapted into a feature film or even like a serialized tv show um i started racking my brain for the ones that have stuck out to me like i like the rake a lot uh that one just you know, always registered well with me or the no sleep podcast. I have listened to a, enough of it to know that I've kind of heard my favorite stuff from that podcast. It I think there's a lot left for me on the no sleep podcast, but there are a few stories called pen pal. Um, they're interconnected and they're about just someone growing up in the suburbs. And um, like Neo was talking about, it's a lot of the horror and the eeriness of those stories relies on the narrator having a poor recollection of the memory and it's because the story is told from an adult point of view about memories they had as a kid about moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, when you listen, you realize this person's moving around a lot because this kid had a stalker and the parents knew about it and they had to keep that information from the kids so the Ooh. kid wouldn't freak out. Right. Yeah. Is good? Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah. So there was some cool stuff there. Uh, but I don't know if that would work well as a feature film or maybe just like a three-episode miniseries, kind of like an old Stephen King miniseries. So I guess that would be it. Pen Pal from the No Sleep podcast for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess my answer is, uh, and actually a lot of this was made for TV, but uh, the works of Alan Resnick, Mm. who I'm friends with on Twitter. So, hey, Alan. Uh, (laughs) But um, he's done some stuff for Adult Swim that is very much in the horror genre and um, other things purely for the internet. And they always... Uh, are ostensibly comedy, but, like, end up, like, really putting you off your lunch. Uh, I'd love to see uh, him and his gang kind of uh, do something in a movie. Uh, what,
0: what, uh, what's the thing we might have seen?
3: That, like, this house has people in it? Yeah, 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 he
1: did that, which is probably too surreal for a film, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, that, that's, that's really creepy. He did an Alan tutorial, which starts off as comedy, but eventually becomes just, like, really weird, uh, dingy kind of, weird off the wall horror
0: what's the one um, you showed me about the woman in the commercial
3: unedited footage Unedited of footage a bear. Of a
1: bear. is that is yeah. that yeah, yeah that's yeah, okay yeah. yeah that's great um yeah i think uh
0: what one more time for the audience oh alan resnick yeah unedited welcome. footage of a bear
1: oh yeah that's one of the films um his is um yeah that one's really good i do like a, this house has people in it it has mm-hmm. someone uh, sinking through the floor in a really eerie manner. Yeah.
3: But did you look up all of the the related like I never wormhole, wormhole you go through? I,
1: I I didn't do that because I for some, I in theory I really like ARG stuff. Yeah. But I've never it's a lot really, of work. I've never really enjoyed <laughs> trying to dig into it. The
0: translation of that material to a feature would be hard. I'm not saying those stories should be adapted right. into a feature, but like that kind of creative mindset going, Okay, now I gotta make an eighty minute thing yeah you, know, you have to make certain concessions to keep people's attention
4: yeah spent. i'd almost
1: i'd almost want him to be brought on as like an effects guy or, an, or a consultant for visuals yes in a movie or something like that yeah because as
0: yeah. we've seen with movies like speaking of annihilation like yes, there are just exactly. lulls where like this is clearly where the creativity drops off it becomes just kind of movie fodder and yeah. then the creativity comes back sure yeah so uh
1: next question from carrie do any of you have slash ever had nicknames given to you
0: Kevin, I actually know a nickname I had Ryan and Neil had, but I don't know if I want to share them because they would make us bummed out. Like childhood nicknames tend to be kind of like sing songy and mean.
1: Well, I'll, I can, I can tell you right now. Mine was poopy. Okay. Um, and I don't think it was because I was like pooping all the time, although maybe that's the <laughs> origin. But I think my mom would just call me that because it would make me laugh. Yeah. And Well, uh, the family
0: nicknames are always yeah. good. It's the it's the ones that kids gave you in grade school. Oh, that, is that what you're thinking of? Those are the first ones I thought of. Like, uh. I know, and I know our three.
4: Okay, what was yours?
0: I
1: was smurfy.
2: Yeah. Which is, uh, <laughs> it's really harmless at the grand scheme of things. But like the 8 millionth time to shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah.
0: It's really just hearing like there was a kid we went to grade school with named Alex. I can hear him in my mind's ear I know, saying Sissy Riga.
1: Talking. He was the only time I think someone in real life called me Sissy Riga. And, uh, and not because I beat him up or anything, but because. Uh, Why well, uh, would he call
0: you Sissy if he, you beat him up?
1: I, well, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like, oh, no, he's the last time someone called me that. Oh, okay. And it's yeah, not because yeah. I like I, you know, I got revenge but on him But people just aren't like that. Yeah, it's because <laughs> people aren't like that. People aren't
0: like <laughs> <laughs> Roger Klotz. And I remember
1: at the time thinking like really like even this even as a kid being too <laughs> good like, for that's, this this isn't tv you don't have yeah. to like bully me <laughs> like yeah yeah um and uh my last memory of him was uh, we actually like bonded over a goosebumps book or something so i guess we patched oh, things up yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um and what was your nickname
0: oh god uh in school i used to bring connects to school a lot uh, i would literally bring in my backpack a small box of connects and at recess i would just like to build connect stuff because mm-hmm. i didn't have a lot of like friends who i'd like to do athletic stuff with so it wasn't like oh cool now i can go play basketball like no i wanted to like make stuff uh i got called toy boy by a bunch of people yeah <laughs> oh my god I was the, I was the, <laughs> yeah i was the kid who played with toys what an asshole
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Toy Boy my what, uh, One of my memories of you are for children one of, my memories child. of you We were as... like nine years old <laughs> like... One of my memories of you From the From recess was like Running around really frantically Like playing make-believe In the playground yeah. and, like And like leading a squadron Of other kids and stuff Yeah So like you definitely Were using your imagination I think after like Everyone had kind of Tapered off well, Yeah but, you I mean... know what Fuck those kids I know yeah Like I
0: mean... I, 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 when I got to like 13, 14 That's like really when Like the rubber Had to meet the road I'm like alright fine I'll start up having fun and i'll cut my hair and i'll <laughs> like start, start assimilating but i held on how you
1: like you have a, a switchblade made of connects and you're like what'd you say <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say a switchblade of connects to cut my hair oh, no. maybe like a scene. No, threaten the kids making fun of you uh, hmm. call me toy boy again i'll poke your eye i was bigger than most kids i hit puberty really yeah uh I, julie I did you have good. a did you have a good
3: nickname yeah i had a couple um <laughs> so one that i'm thinking of that was like i hadn't thought about this in quite a while i had a friend in preschool who i think just literally couldn't pronounce my name so uh, she doesn't
1: count no, no no
3: but but so i know i'm not i'm not done um so she called me jewelry and then i remember um in i think sixth grade i wore i i wore a lot of like choker necklaces and i had like a jigglypuff yeah. necklace i wore maybe like 10 necklaces and like lots of jewelry so i like i remember somebody making fun of me and calling me jewelry because i wore so much jewelry so it's a recurring but, nickname Yeah, it's right? a recurring nickname totally different That's context
2: self-actualized yeah. nickname because when you were first given it due to this child speech impediment <laughs> right
4: <you> were... <laughs>
0: Yeah. The worst is when like you get like a nickname or like a habit ascribed to you that's a very natural thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that toothbrush Tony. He's <laughs> always brushing his teeth every day. Like, what? what, what? <laughs> you're kind of damned if you do, damned
2: if you don't. Like, yeah, yeah. you're right. I'm gonna wear jewelry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a few things. Number one, although Neil, you, although you have an older sister, um, your mother did change your diapers when you were a baby, among other people. So she oh. has seen your poop maybe neil pooped <laughs> maybe neil, i don't No. Neil <laughs> no um i have uh and kevin if it's the alex you're thinking of it's the same alex i am i have a brief anecdote but we need to move on to the questions i was in the bathroom and he stopped me from leaving the bathroom And at the sink he took one finger on one nostril and blew out a snot rocket into the sink or the floor i don't remember maybe in my mind's eyes the sink because it's gross like to show off to you <laughs> Yeah, well, what he did was he said, "When in my family, when they're dried up, they're called boogers, but when they're wet, they're snot." And he held out his hand. Like, and I said, "I'm not gonna give you boogers, like if he wanted one of mine, or if he wanted me like to pick up his, or something." He's like, "No, no, no, you, you give me a, like money." I'm like, "What are you, the attendant in the bathroom? Like, I'm not paying for that performance?" <laughs> how, old <laughs> are, how old are you? Like, oh, we gotta get third, this guy on the podcast. <laughs> I was going like, but he's like, basically, when they're dried up, they're boogers, and when they're wet, they're snot. And he's like like, a, like, the guy at the hotel waiting for a tip. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> tipping you for that. And I just left the bathroom. Uh, Nick asks,
1: Citizen Kane? More like Citizen Lame. That's a quote from our <laughs> movie. Uh, What's one critically acclaimed movie you don't like at all, and why? For me, I just cannot get into Pan's Labyrinth. That's uh, Nick's comment. i sorry to hear that. What's um, his name? Nick.
2: I'm sorry, Nick.
1: Um, critically acclaimed movie or critically, just like? Critically acclaimed movie. Okay. Okay. Um, so not just popular movies. That's easy. to. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, a well-regarded movie. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say I, uh, I don't like most Brian De Palma movies I've seen. I saw Vertigo, and I wasn't very into that. I kind of didn't get why uh, it's more beloved than, like, Psycho. Sure. Um, uh, Psycho's great. Yeah, Psycho's great. Vertigo, I kind of just uh, just didn't, didn't grab me. I saw it, you know, like, in a the theater and everything. Um, how about you, Kevin?
0: I know. Uh, I know. Ryan Neal and I have talked about this a bunch. Um, I think Forrest Gump* is kind of overblown. Sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, we. I go back and forth on
0: it. Like, I get why people would enjoy it. It's like an audience pleasing movie. Totally. Um, it's kind of one of the earliest examples of a Lego movie or *Wreck-It Ralph* breaks the internet, where it's like, here's a bunch of crap you remember. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, the the acting is fine. The music is good, and you know, I like Lieutenant Dan a lot. But on the whole, it's like, what is this movie? It's like a it's fake... baby
2: boomers reminding you how great they are.
0: Yeah, it's like a fake biography to like be like, hey, remember this? Remember this? Yeah. Remember this? Like, and at the end of the day, like it's a well crafted, well directed movie. But like the, the the core story is just kind of like a wet noodle for me.
2: Yeah. So there's been plenty said and written about the fact that at the end of the day, Force Gumps a little racist. The character that, or the movie? The movie. Uh, that uh, you know. You, things are really just these hippies do drugs and hit women and these black panthers they hang out with. We're gonna go back to Alabama where things are good and I can mow my lawn on my, on my literally it's uh I forgot what like those big, big houses are car- called mansion. You no, know, but specifically in the house. plantation. plantation. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna right. go back. I'm gonna leave Washington D.C. with these dirty hippies who do drugs and hit women and they're friends with the black panthers and I'm gonna go back to my. Yeah, plantation where I can mow all this land I own. <laughs> oh, yeah. That
1: movie's pretty shitty to Jenny, isn't it?
2: Yes. Jenny yes. is villainized. Yeah. Like, she's a victim of poverty. She's a victim of terrible abuse. Um, and although they do the tongue-in-cheek thing at the very beginning, the reference to uh, uh, something of a nation, birth of a nation, where, like, oh, Forrest is named after a clansman, but look how far we've come. Like, not very far, not, not nearly far enough, Forrest. <laughs> I think for yeah, Forrest Gump is probably the one I'm most
0: comfortable talking about cuz there's other movies that are beloved by critics that I like I think the, uh,
1: it's a generational thing. I think you can find a lot of people our age who are like Forrest, yeah, gone. Fuck Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um what about you Julie? Do you have one?
3: I've been trying to think. I think that the the things that I just don't care for, it's it, like things that I've seen too late. Like I wasn't young enough to appreciate it. I didn't grow up That's with, a
0: bummer it. when that you feel yeah, that.
3: Cuz I remember I I watched um the Sandlot, Goonies, and uh, uh, David Bowie Labyrinth, Labyrinth yeah. mm-hmm. and Princess Bride, all of those watched like in middle school.
0: Totally and, would hit. Yeah, and yeah. it was,
3: and it was also none of those. I don't really care about any of those, basically, because I was too old.
0: I watched the Goonies for the first. I watched it once as a kid, and then I went back to it maybe five, six years ago. And I like Richard Donner. I like the director a lot. And I, it's hard to sit through. Do uh, critics agree. even like that movie, though? I actually don't know. Probably not. But, but like, <laughs> I, I like, I agree. Like, But Princess Bride, I, I saw it for the first time when I was like 13, and mm-hmm. it, it just worked for me. But I could totally see. It's a bummer when yeah. someone wants you to watch like, oh, no, this is like a classic movie I grew up with. And sometimes it works out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes
2: you watch a movie for the first time, and you're like, oh, Heavyweights is good you know exactly yeah yeah and for some people it's sacrilege to say like maybe the sandlots just a couple of catchphrases
3: labyrinth sandlot princess bride oh also um the never-ending story never saw it yeah Yeah, i i saw that for the first time like last year
1: and i actually it's not really good but i was so impressed with the production
2: that I sometimes that helps
4: yeah
2: um ryan uh rudy I think yeah. Rudy sucks. I really think Rudy sucks. There are a
0: lot of sports movies that fall into that category of like they absolutely Academy loved it and it.
4: Yeah,
2: you know. Rudy is about a real person whose only intelligent decision he makes. I shouldn't say the only inte- the only good part about the movie is when he graduates from high school. And he's not going to college, and he's working in the steel mill in town, and his friend dies. And he realizes, I have to get out of the steel town because the steel mill is dangerous enough to kill people, yeah. and nobody cares if I live or die. Yeah. The it could have ended right there. Just that could have been an ending, the way yeah. you just described it. Yeah, yeah that could have been pretty good. It would be. It's kind of like that movie about, I want to work at NASA someday and build rockets, but Chris Cooper's my mean dad. Yeah. And, uh, and, spoiler alert, he ends up building fucking rockets. It's great. He yeah. works... But Rudy's about if you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you can make it. If you just work hard enough, yeah. that is not how you get in the NFL. That is not how you play college level uh, football or any sport or like Division A teams. Yeah, like Notre it, Dame
0: in particular. It's Notre just Notre uh...
2: is, and the, the fact the weird reverence the characters have for Notre Dame it's a religion for them. It's kind of off putting. That
0: me. that stuff is always off putting to me when I'm watching. I don't know if it's a generational thing, but we've talked about The Natural before. There you go. Mid-80s, huge Oscar winner, Robert Redford, really wants to play baseball. And then this crazy woman shoots him and injures him so he can't play for a few years. And so then when he finally gets to start playing baseball, he's like older, which I don't know if that's in the book or if they use it as an explanation as to why it's Robert Redford playing baseball and he's like 60 in the movie. But it really, the, the movie just boils down to he loves baseball. But that's like the big Oscar bait scene is him in a hospital bed holding a baseball, tearing up going, I just love baseball so much. <laughs> and like it won all these awards and like it's aesthetically amazing like the the, the filming. It's technique. very pretty looking. It's and very I, beautiful. We've and
2: talked th- about this, but you might not remember this in the book of The Natural he strikes out at the end. He doesn't win. It's it's the Rocky ending. And they change it in the movie. The mm-hmm. ending of the movie is
1: dumb. It's the Casey at bat. <laughs> no, it, no,
0: it's it's it, you'd have to see it. Yeah. Like, well, you don't have to, but but no, I agree. Rudy's a really good example of like a post-Rocky like, oh, we can sport movies can be the Oscar movies. Mm-hmm.
2: And, in the end of Rudy, um, he gets to play for like the last thirty seconds of an negligible, meaningless game as if he's like the one kid in town they, they it's a level of tokenism it's like he's the mascot and in the real rudy i'm sure in real life probably had an intellectual disability probably has a learning disability yeah. and so they kind of made him the little mascot buddy and let him play but not really play and they in the in the film he does not have a disability. They just have this weird message, and they kind of sugarcoat over the real circumstances of his playing in the last like minute of a game yeah. that doesn't matter where they're going to win anyways.
0: You really have to like earn that kind of a like love for an institution in those movies when it's just like, oh, it's Notre Dame. It's like, okay. Like, like when his father I... comes
2: to see the game he plays in, and he like has an awe of like, I can't believe that were here. And I thought people spit their gum out here. It's they not the fo- Vatican. They
0: play football. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played football. I was a football captain. I have very little reverence for football outside of like the technical stuff. I like football can be very entertaining to watch, but I just, I don't think it's like this glorious thing. All right.
1: All right before, f- before we have to put a football on the preview image for this video. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Next question from Jazz Gag.
2: I'm a, I'm a fan. Thank you, Jazz Gag.
1: <laughs> uh, that might be their name. It's not spelled it's with It's like a sonic anyway, friend. Name. I want three word answers for this, okay? All right. Uh, hey, guys. Snakes for legs or sharks for hands? Sharks for hands.
3: Sharks for hands. Sharks
0: for hands. Pass. <laughs> I'll go with snakes for legs. I, I thought snakes for legs because... I thought I think it'd be more productive. Sharks for hands. Like I can't do
1: anything. If
3: you can train the sharks, then it's perfectly fine.
1: If I have to like fight Spider-Man, sharks for hands. Well, here's the thing. This, this person (laughs) asked also why, but I don't want to give answers. I just (laughs) want (laughs) to, uh, the less you know the With better. My uh, like, shark- ob- it, the answer is obvious, Neil, what if
2: my shark hands make me better at selling barbiturates? <laughs>
1: sure. <laughs> you know, I'm going to cut out the uh, the the crime questions so that answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gu- uh, Guoni, Guoni, Guoni. I don't know. Guoni asks, "What's the first R-rated movie you ever saw?" Oh, uh, that's
0: easy for me. Um, yeah. When I was three. Th- four years old, my parents showed me Terminator two. And I distinctly remember the conversation. My dad brought the movie home. He had rented it from video scene in Kingston. And my mom goes, Oh, it's R rated. He can't watch that. And my dad went, that's oh, about a robot. Like, come <laughs> on, like, it's going to be like arms getting ripped off. there don't be any blood or anything. And I got that talk that a lot of kids got, which is okay. Whenever we tell you to not look at the TV, you got to like cover your eyes or put a pillow over your face. And I remember hearing the t-1000 stab a few people like like the t-1000 like stabs a guy through the eye and i heard it but i couldn't see it and you know cool. so terminator 2 is my first r-rated movie that'd be a great way to
1: watch a movie as an adult too just like have someone tell you a censor somebody
2: hide. gets to play dad and like put their hand put the yeah. pillow over
3: your eyes yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> uh julie do you
3: have a... uh well i don't remember but i'm thinking about um maybe a movie that just freaked me out or that my Parents thought was inappropriate. The one I'm thinking of is Small Soldiers.
1: Mm. Uh, hey, which right. definitely not R-rated. Defin-
3: definitely not R-rated. But I think <laughs> right, right, it was likely R-rated. No, um, I think it's because it was just too violent, and that's just, and also because they were toys. I don't know. That's the only thing that's coming to mind. It's
0: Joe Dante, right? Yeah. Yeah, Joe Dante has a way of making movies feel. He made Gremlins 2 and yeah. Gremlins, but Gremlins 2. So he kind of knows how to make a movie feel darker
2: than it's he's allowed to
1: illustrate yeah. on screen. Uh, Ryan.
2: I, I do not know my first one, but the, one I have, the, the first one I have strong memories of is Predator. Mm. My dad showed my brother and I Predator, and it was one of those, and I'm sure this happens in households all across America, hell, all across the world. Don't tell mom. Yep, and we did I, <laughs> or what if this is it sorry mom yeah doesn't listen to this a lot of Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger <laughs> movies that kids were allowed to watch at like total recall I never saw total recall that my parents drew the line at total recall but I still That's, remember yeah
2: it's kind of it's there's some weird nights it's like, fuel it's like, in it's that like movie. x-rated now yeah. something that kids do not have today is you go out to the video rental place and you'll get like two or three one is clearly for the kids and the other dad's gonna watch this and yeah. he other he green lights it or or Dad greenlights it, Mum doesn't, which means it's not greenlit, yeah. period. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Now, mine, I was a very self-policing kid. I didn't want to see violence or anything that would give me nightmares or anything. So I I don't remember actually seeing any R-rated movies when I was too young. Um, I remember watching The Frighteners on TV and ah, thinking, oh, this is R-rated. One. I think it's not. But uh, it walks does, that line. It does walk that line. Jeffrey Combs gets a shotgun to the head. And I remember that being like probably the goriest thing I'd ever seen at that point. Yeah. Um,
2: the Express Train to Tell is fucking great. Mm-hmm.
1: I think um, probably the first R rated movie I watched deliberately um, as a, uh, and I, you know, like I, I wasn't that young, but I think I probably watched like Royal Tenenbaums Bombs on cable or sure, something. Sure, sure. And uh, that was pro- I think that was probably the first movie where I was like, I'm a grown-up now. I can watch what I want. and yeah. <laughs> I'll
0: watch this sophisticated movie with pastel <laughs> that colors. A,
1: that movie's a pretty soft R. Like, I think they say, like, cocksucker at some there's point. Like, like, well, <laughs> there's, like,
0: themes of, like, suicide and stuff. That, sure. Like, you yeah, just yeah. can't put... In
1: very, very too. brief nudity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, where, yeah. Like, a
2: child might not even notice. Yeah. Uh.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, our last question, Pika Bread asks,
4: huh. uh, what, are you,
1: what are your guys' approaches to humor slash comedy that crosses the line? Or crosses the line twice this has come up a
0: bunch like we you know a lot of comedy verges on the taboo or just scratching a part of your brain that recognizes something a lot of people just yeah. laugh at something not just because it's a reference but it's because of thought that you never articulated and you hear someone say it out loud right that's like a, and with us you know whenever we want to do a taboo we've had to go we've had to wax and wane and like sand stuff down before if we feel like we've ever taken an edgy joke and diluted it to the point where it's no longer the original joke. We usually just throw it out. Yeah. Like uh there was a joke in Computer Fighters originally where Daxter Flaxter, who's this if you haven't seen it, he's like this like wacky, like nineties pitch man guy with mm-hmm. sunglasses and he shoots lasers and stuff. And every scene he's in, if you look at his shirt, there's a different saying on the back. Like in some scenes it says cool and some there it says go. radical. Uh I think in one scene it says pizza. And at the end of the movie like for a brief moment, if you looked real close, I wanted his shirt to say like Rodney King. Like I wanted him to be like a, like a Rodney King supporter who like didn't like the cops. Yeah. And like, I thought that was, was funny that like this, like this vacant shell of a, soul would like
1: really care about And also because it's a very specific 90s reference yes it's
2: not just cowabunga like this name has weight the 90s had problems and uh (laughs) we
0: just
1: we we were i think uh, we were like that's too much like joke to have to get in a half a second well, well also
0: we got to like a week before filming that scene and it wasn't trayvon martin it was um michael brown michael Brown like, was going down, and we were like,
1: ah, maybe this, maybe don't put the (laughs) run." Suddenly this doesn't feel that 90s.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe this zinger isn't, but, like, you know, we've definitely had jokes where we just discuss, like, well, what are we really going to gain out of this? And we're not afraid to do taboo stuff, like.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good attitude to have is just approach that sort of, approach it in good faith, you know, you're not trying to piss people, as long as you're not trying to piss people off, and, as long as you don't get over like hyper defensive, if someone does point out something that you did wrong, yeah. uh, people just kind of want to be validated. And if you know whether or not you choose to engage with them, just be like, oh, yeah, I I get it. You know, yeah, as long as you get it, then I don't think you're. Yeah, I, I, granted, like I think our kind of comedy is definitely not really in that realm, especially nowadays. I think that we're a little older.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, we, we, we've we relented when someone called us out for saying gypsies as a punchline. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, I guess some people don't like making fun of gypsy culture because they are, you know, that's like a slang for a certain type of person. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're just like, oh, well, to, to us, it's like, it's a movie trope. That it's we're, Sardot. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's like, like that. But uh, um, when in doubt, just
0: assume, oh, I could make a million other jokes. Why don't I have to make that one? Exactly. You know?
2: Yeah. Uh, the other day I was listening to NPR and there was an interview with Bo Burnham who had just directed the movie eighth grade and they'd asked him about things he'd done and said earlier in his career. And he said, yeah, of course I'm not proud of them. Yeah. Like how, let me ask you this. How many people were recording you when you were making jokes and you were 17 teenagers try to shock each other. Yeah. But, uh, I grew up in the early days of the internet and everyone before me grew up without the internet. Yeah. Uh, maybe that means teenagers are more civil now. They're not. (laughs) Yeah. They're not. They yeah. actually record themselves saying things permanently, yeah. doing and saying things that are totally for shock value. Sure. Teenagers have imbalanced brains. They have hormones that are at the wrong levels because they're developing. And they want to learn control.
0: They are... and They want to feel like they're yeah. in power or something. I mean, everyone yeah. does to a degree. And but... then, uh, if,
1: I think if you get an audience in your early 20s, oh, you yeah. might kind of stay in that mindset. Um...
0: <laughs> we could name very specific YouTubers. Oh, yeah. yeah. The usual <laughs> <But> <laughs> fucking I mean, Shane Dawson. Uh, yeah. Shane Dawson's and... <laughs> always the one I go to. Like, I just don't. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he never grew up. Like, he kind of doesn't i don't know like we can cut this out like the whole blackface thing like why did that pass muster on youtube why didn't they pull that back then like they really Um, were hands
1: off in the first five years there was it was the culture and i'm not not as an excuse but the culture definitely uh people felt like we were past racism racism we were even past homophobia to a degree yeah and to it was
0: a playground we could venture into it's a
1: playground we can kind of like derive humor from things being backward cuz we're not really backward you know
0: yeah i feel like um gay jokes maybe in the last 3 years kind of went through a similar rebound where rick and morty had a punchline where in one episode morty says something sensitive and rick just goes huh gay and, yeah. and the community had a gay joke or that with a punchline where someone says gay. And the joke is like, that's so uncool. Right. But the joke was like, well, come on, like gay marriage is basically legal and stuff. But now I think in 2018, nothing, like like Dan Harmon and company would never make that joke. I haven't watched the latest yeah. Rick and Morty. But I feel
1: like I feel like
0: I know what you're talking about with like, oh, this is a playground. Maybe we can jump There's into weird, right now. Yeah. It's a safe space again. Like, It's kind of play. like
1: it's almost like fashion trends where like things kind of come back into yeah yeah and like yeah like someone i knew like used gay as a pejorative yeah uh, uh like last year or something and i actually like laughed because like oh i haven't heard someone say that like that since the early 2000s since i was like 14 yeah yeah so um have we kind of
0: got do i do i mean like julie have you ever had anything that like you've like objected to working on like
3: yeah um I think I'm trying to think if there's anything that we did. Well, there's the
0: Dracula thing. That's like that. A-
3: that's one I'm thinking of. We didn't. We never did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing.
2: The vampire community, man. You do oh, not want to mess
0: yeah. with that. We have, we have. We have another question. Sorry, uh, we have that yeah, other I question. Can do, yeah, I can do something I don't
3: really have I, a good answer. I think the only other thing that like, it's not exactly the same situation. But we made that Jumanji film, and then Robin Williams died. Like very shortly after but were you like right? gagging
0: on him like being dead or yes oh really i i've watched it a yeah long time. he very
1: specifically dies at the end of that video we, we learned about it in the newspaper
0: yeah but he was a, i mean like it was it was clearly well, he, at a, it, like, a place part... of admiration you weren't like dumping on him for five years and then like turned face no, like but other no, YouTubers. we were talking about
1: like an embarrassing movie that's not very good and just what like ever acting like mean? that's the only thing he had been in and i think it it did kind of like put a poor taste in people's mouth when they were watching went I, back and watched it i, well, I think, think there's doing, you know? there's
0: another question somebody asked about like projects we didn't get to finish or like yeah
1: yeah you know? i'll but it parlays again into this. that might be not like a jewel no 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 no, no but it yeah. might be okay. a good
0: combination uh who do you know who asked the question
1: uh viva reverie
0: yeah okay so viva reverie asked this question about you know projects we've had to abandon or we never got to finish and that actually plays into the you know the taboo humor humor question yeah that's like we we had a script a couple years ago maybe two years ago uh called dracula gets shot and i still think we should make this Uh, it's modern day Dracula's got someone cornered and, like, they're panicking and Dracula, Bella Lugosi-style Dracula, right? Yeah. Like, like, black cape. And Dracula's like, ah, yes, after 300 years of slumber, I will finally feed on fresh blood. The cops show up. Mm-hmm. Like, a cop car pulls up and, like, the siren's going and, like, the lights. And we wanted Julie to play the cop. And, like, Julie, like, pops out of the car with a gun and she goes, like, freeze, dirt bag! And Dracula looks over at the cops with th- their guns and Dracula starts to laugh and goes, ah, ha, ha, look at you. Tiny muskets They don't match for me Count Dracula And the cops just shoot like once And it like knocks Dracula over on his ass And he's like what the what the hell
1: <laughs> Like it like really like just dumbfounded like, <laughs> like a gun technology has improved a lot Yeah Dracula is like yeah. We kind of
0: start playing up Dracula's like really out of vogue Yeah it's and, like, like oh well
1: I'll just make my escape While they reload their muskets And then, then Julie shoot, like yeah. whispers
0: to the cop Like shoot him a lot And yeah. they just
1: shoot him like four times And he just gets laid out. He's, like, bleeding
0: out in the ground. And the yeah. last line is directly going, like, oh, this is definitely going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we, we came real close to doing it. Like, I was going to... I talked to a guy who had a cop car we were going to rent. We found a parking lot in Davis Square. Yeah.
2: rental we too. Pretty cool. Yeah,
0: good we were, like, ready to do it. Like, it was going to be, like, we're going to spend a lot... Really put our backs into
1: this, like, really tight 45-second joke. And then, Neil, you got cold feet. because I, like, I balked because uh, I, I was thinking... For some reason, I was like, hmm, police shooting unarmed people just doesn't seem funny right now. I got bummed out. I'm like, we can't shoot Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Dracula. (laughs) The the problem is it's always going to be in the news. Dracula's getting shot. (laughs) No, but like, you know, police brutality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with our luck, we're going to put it up, and then there's just going to be another story because it keeps happening. It's going to be like an African-American
0: man from... Transylvania or something like like he's gonna have like ancestry. It's gonna be like a very. Sp-
1: I it know, just, it's not what you're yeah, worried about, but <laughs> like not what I'm worried about. But, but, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think we did think of a way to kind of retrofit it while also like making the police look bad, which might be more our style. So yeah,
0: yeah, uh, that's like the fulcrum I think where we fall. Like it's it's, it's yeah. probably the. We've probably had other stuff we wanted to do before. There's definitely stuff we're embarrassed that we've done that's still. Yeah, there there's
1: a I, I think, thankfully, we've never really predicated a video on something that we just had to take down. Yeah. Um, um, I think like there is uh,
0: the no place like home thing. There's
1: one slur in that. Like, yeah. and like and, the
0: joke is like this is so shitty that someone would say that.
1: Yeah, it's a character who's supposed to be bigoted, and because it's 2007, we're like, isn't it funny that people used to be bigoted? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah like,
2: the, it, <laughs> I'm not proud of that either. Yeah. But yeah. it's uh, you're right. In 2007, we had different sensitivity. We personally had different sensitivities, and the world was different.
1: We were also 20, and like your view of the world is like pretty naive. I think. Yeah,
2: I like going by the. I'll cite my sources. It was Louis C.K. before <laughs> his, his most public problems yeah. where he was apologizing for something else he'd fucked up with. And he said uh, a litmus test to run by jokes is whoever you're attacking, whoever you're, in, whoever you're making, whoever's at the expense of the joke, can they defend themselves? Because if they can't, it's probably not a good idea. Mm -hmm. and that's not a bad that's not for a man who executes terrible judgment (laughs) uh, that's not a bad rule to use for a joke of this joke's offensive can they defend themselves if the answer is yes then it might not be so bad Just that doesn't mean it isn't offensive
0: it can absolutely be offensive my own personal litmus test when I'm working on anything creatively and I come to a point where I'm like oh is this too taboo or is this too sensitive why am I even talking about this subject for me is usually oh is this constructive Am I like adding to the conversation, or am I just kind of like you know,
1: you know falling on the sidelines?
0: Yeah, like her ambulance chasing to get attention too. Yeah, like yeah. me too, I'm also going to talk about this. Like bingo. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I'm I'm very picky. I'm very uh, judgmental about a lot of content on the internet, as you might have noticed listening to this podcast. Um, but you know, there there have definitely been times I've like relented on certain jokes because I'm like, oh, I mean, eh, maybe save like the big like you know. Uh, crazy or like high energy joke like not for the taboo but for the thing you really want to do it might it, it, it's usually a good moment to slow your pace down and question the cadence of the joke or story you're trying to tell like it's a sobering moment mm-hmm. like i like that it makes me think more like a mathematician than like some like high testosterone person who just wants to put like a lot of energy and
1: prat falls into a project so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a unicorn chaser, <laughs> um, gender toads. Great name. Asks, uh, what of your works would you send into space for aliens to best understand human culture?
0: The World Wide Web. That's
1: good. Yep, it's a very
0: expository piece.
1: I was similar era. I was gonna say uh, Ryan Murphy's Psychic Friend because it kind (laughs) of contains all of human tragedy in in three minutes. So you can say this. Our belief in the occult, our belief in money, our uh, uh, our government trying to control dissidents, and uh, and uh, just like people suffering and lots of bright, fun colors. Yeah.
2: Ryan. (laughs) Oh, Jazz. I want them terrified. (laughs) I want them to never I want them to, I'm picturing independent, I don't don't picture the Vulcans landing in San Francisco to give us free energy. No, I'm picturing Independence Day. I want them steer clear of the third rock from the sun. Get Mm -hmm. the hell out.
3: Hmm. Let's see. Maybe f- for me, well, I guess the one of the ones that I was in, the Magic of Generosity, mm-hmm. it shows class difference. You know, <laughs> it shows an urban environment where people live. It shows human greed. You know, it shows a lot of different things. They're gonna show up right? with
2: a whole bunch of urine, trying as a goodwill. Yeah. We come Biologies. in peace. Jeez.
0: They're on the White House lawn with <laughs> jars of pee and like yeah. blacked out teeth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: where they get human pee? <laughs> Don't think about it. <laughs> That's well, why they keep abducting us. <laughs>
1: that's guaranteed audio. Our uh, what was it, 11th episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Um, Thank you very much, everyone. Watch out for the Slender Man when you're driving home tonight. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, have a good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks, Julie.
0: You're welcome. Oh, wait. Julie, where the hell can what? people find your stuff? Oh, dude? shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, people can find information about me on juliebeckerartist.com. None of it is funny, it's all very serious art.
0: juliebeckerartist.com
3: correct cool Mm
1: -hmm. and uh you can see your face in various videos that we've all done over the years um there's no julie becker tag that i'm aware of so you'll just have to watch every video and see if she pops up but like (laughs) we'll start putting
0: julie becker hashtags after like the magic wish and things like that
1: yeah actually i should go through and like cata because you can like catalog actors on youtube now right yeah yeah, yeah. you should just do that uh anyway yeah that's uh you know you, you you know who we are. You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, good night, everybody. It'll be real great. Watch out for Slender Man. Make that joke again.
0: Well, we're going to cut the previous yeah, yeah. one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
2: Thank you again for joining us, Julie. And until thank next you. time, thank you, patrons. <laughs>